Valverde. I'm Manny Mavorov. I like you. I like sex. It's nice. Podcast, episode 12 of the 2015 offseason. This is show 176, and in this one we're going to talk about busts and kind of different bust sizes and different types of guys and how what we don't agree on all these guys is in some sort of toted line um, that we all agree on. So we're going to have a little discussion on guys that are busts and guys that we think that might not be uh, per- pertinent to. As usual, I got stag party across the way from me. To my right today, I got Houdini. You're switching it up on me. Switching, switching it up. up. Dog Monica's uh, with his uh, sick mother. Hopefully, she's doing all right. We're thinking of you. Uh, and I am D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And fired up to talk about some fantasy football goo. This is going to be a good one because, obviously, uh, the, the make or break and the difference in, in a lot of victories or good seasons or bad seasons are staying away from the bust because you went too high on a guy that turned into crap. Happens all the time. First-rounders every year are filled with busts. Um, and, you know, if you're the guy that can get the sleepers, which we talked about in our podcast last week, uh, we went through sleepers and super sleepers. Check that out if you haven't listened to it. Um, but... If you stay away from the bus, you have a much better chance of having a successful fantasy season. Uh, well, there's some things we could do. We could probably just start right now and talk about the first 30 running backs. And <laughs> all of those guys are butts. <laughs> it's just going to happen. No, I mean, half of them are probably More than be. half. So just, just kind of be aware. If you take a running back, you know, you're swinging for the fences. You're a strikeout candidate. You're, you're the Chris Bryant of this generation. I'll give it up. Do ladies work here? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I agree. I mean, that allows us to talk about bus sizes longer. <laughs> yes, and we will be talking about different sized titties um, today, and and just how they pertain to. It is breast cancer awareness month, right? It is. It is. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Good. Yeah. Get a working. All right. Yeah, baseball Amen. players all wearing yep. pink and stuff like that. Amen. Amen. Good Love them movies. Um, so yeah, bus, it's just some important stuff, and we got a list of, uh, you know, I don't know, we're going to weave in, not by position, we're just going to go and start naming guys in free form, uh, you know, pretty excited, but I want to start this by doing a little bit of, uh, you know, for listening to this podcast, please go and subscribe uh, to us on iTunes, 
Um, if you're an Android user, you can use this on Spreaker um, and or uh, Stitcher. So if you're not using iTunes or on an Apple native product, you can be subscribed and following us there um, and listening to it on your, on your uh, Android, your new Galaxy S6 or whatever it is. Um, and then another thing we're really asking, God, I want to get a high five to everyone out there. We implored and asked, and I beg every podcast, but last week I really kind of laid it on and we talked about it earlier. Just going out and giving us those five-star reviews on iTunes um, in, their, in the podcast section was huge. And giving right all those reviews that you guys wrote, thank you so much. We're very appreciative of it. You know, that helps us grow. So we're going to ask, you know, if you haven't done any listeners, please go there. Give us a five-star rating. Write a review. We, need, we want to get better exposure, uh, and, and that helps us do it. So please. Yeah, it also helps me grow my ego, which is like the most important thing right now in the off season. Yeah, I, I it doesn't make mine. There's like <laughs> ones that are like, yeah, except for when Derek's uh, or D Rex is drunk. LOL. Well, see, you haven't noticed he's, he's been he's been siphoning your ego from you. Oh, that's true. The other guy's like, yeah, it's a great podcast. You like Rachel Meadow? <laughs> okay. Let's let's read one of these reviews yeah, we got good. last week. Uh, the subject is, why do you subject your ears to anything but this? And of course, it's a five-star review, or I wouldn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's by a gentleman named Folded Sock. I don't know what kind of innuendo that's supposed to mean on bus day, but uh, we'll leave that up for interpretation. His review is, this podcast will go down in the very niche history of podcasts directed towards those not athletic enough to uh, play actual football. I'm a little bit offended, but uh, I'm not pushing it. Uh, Listening to the to this auditory orgasm will reward you with valuable strategies and tips from hosts whom I can only describe as experts or high-ranking Illuminati members who control football itself from the shadows. Why uh, feeling good right now? Nice. <laughs> middle-aged men submit to the second coming of Jesus. I love it. Thank you very much, my friend. That's awesome. Uh, we appreciate the reviews, and uh, please keep doing them. Last week, we bumped up like 30. We had 30 of you guys write them last week. That took us from 70 to 100. If we could get another 30 this week and every week with, from the people that are our regulars, and we know there's a hell of a lot more than 30 of you or 100 of you, so hook us up. Take the moment. I really appreciate it. If, you're not, if you don't use iTunes, I understand. We're, we'll, as we get bigger on the other audience uh, platforms, uh, we'll, worry, we'll worry there. Um, so, thank you very much. Sorry for the long promo. Just got to put this stuff out there. Need your love and support. Okay, uh, first bust is going to be Marshawn Lynch. Um, you know, I think we probably all know that if we probably would have said the same thing a year ago, but if he plays, he's obviously not a bust. No one gets the kind of volume that he does and, and, and whatnot. But offensive linemen are, 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 have left. Uh, different situation now with Jimmy. Tell me what you guys think on, on Mr. Marshawn Lynch. He's the right now the running back uh, 5 ADP at the running back position. So overall, he's sixth. So Stags, what are you thinking? I'm just not going to doubt Marshawn Lynch anymore. It's, it sort of hurts. But if you're looking for downside of Marshawn Lynch, they lost, lost Max Unger. And when Max Unger did not play last season, he had averaged a whole yard less per carry. Huh. Uh, so getting rid of a Pro Bowl run-blocking mauler in the middle is going to hurt you a little bit. And they haven't really replaced him in a you know significant manner up front. Uh, you're... Giving him an extra option with a Jimmy Graham there who could possibly take some coverage away. But if they line him up as a true tight end, you're just going to have more players in the box, aren't you? Yeah, you know, I, I look at this as 
I'm not a believer of uh, him being a real bust because I predicted it to be last year and I was wrong. I'm not going to double down this year. I, at, th at this point, I look at what the offense is. I think the addition for me, I think the addition of Jimmy Graham just helps take some pressure off of him, takes a, you know a guy out of the box. So, yeah, I, I, I think that especially after the way that they screwed up at the end of the Super Bowl by not giving him the ball, you know, he's your candidate. What does he do that is so great in fantasy football? He scores touchdowns, and he's very effective in the red zone. So, you know, I, I, I just don't see the, the breakdown right now. Yeah, I just think we have to temper our expectations a little bit. I don't think he's able to score at the same rate he scored at last season. Uh, so he might not be a giant bust, but I don't know. I don't think he finishes as high as he did last season, and therefore, you know, keeps up his high sort of draft status. I don't know if he, he solidifies himself. He's always been sort of a twelve to fifteen, you know, top fifteen player. But last season he jumped up into the top five. I'm, I'm expecting a few less touchdowns. Uh, so. Temper your expectations just a bit. Well, also remember, this is a guy that has had a ton of touches in, in the past few years. So while I'm not going to you know doubt on him, if he's going to fall in drafts, I mean, right now at number five, I I think that's probably a little bit high for him. So, but you, you know, even last year he he didn't have his 300 carries, but he had 280 uh, attempts last year, and uh, he also still had you know over uh, 37 receptions. So. There he is, over 300 touches again. This guy always has over 300 touches. You know, it hasn't slowed him down yet, but that's four years in a row. So, a war of attrition. I never, uh, I try and go with my own opinion, but you guys influenced me a lot. We've talked about that. And, and last year, I ended up passing on Marshawn in the third effing round. Because Dog, I was listening to Dog all preseason, saying how he knew Marshawn was going to be injured, the wear and tear is finally, and we were all kind of singing that, and then I bought into it and I passed on him. I kind of agree with you. While six is super high, what, who else is? Who else are you going with right there? I mean, the, the names right, right before and after in the ADP, who's who's right there with uh, around Marshawn Lynch and his QB. Running back five. Well, here, here's another guy that's. That, let's, let's bring another guy into the conversation, okay? Chicago's very own Matt Forte. Yeah. Okay, here's a guy that's number seven. I like uh, him as a bigger bust. Yeah. What's bigger so, than the Marshawn Lynch? Phoenix Lynch? Marie size. <laughs> Phoenix Marie size, size bust that you're thinking. Let's here. see. The reasons to not like Marshawn Lynch are a lot less than reasons to not like Matt Forte. When we start talking about Forte, I just keep seeing a little red flag keeps popping up for me, and it's over and over again. And one of the biggest ones is the scheme change and the coaching change. Uh, we're going to take into account he's going to lose some catches. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, he's going to lose let's some see, catches. <laughs> If we're talking career year, beware. When you set an NFL record, like that's a career year in a different respect uh, than you expect for a running back. So, you know, those although, 102 although catches, it, that was you know, scaling back to 70. Well, here, let's put it this way, though, because it was a career year for his PPR. The year before was actually his career year. He had two more total touchdowns and had, you know, he, last year he had 1,846 yards. It was 1,933 the year before. Mm -hmm. So what he did was he, he took his career year and didn't have a complete drop-off. I'm with you, though. This is the year that it drops. I mean, still averaged 3.9 yards of carry last season. And in part of that John Fox scheme change, John Fox does not like to use one running back. In his whole career, he's always used at least a, a good change of pace. 
for a solid change of pace, like an 8-10 to 10 sort of carries and touches role, rather than what we saw from Kardeem Carey last year. Is a, what he, I think uh, Matt Fortier played like 90% of the snaps last season, which is just insane for a running back. So everything you think... You see Marsha, or you see about Matt Forte, you raise the red flag. And I keep dropping him down my rankings because of that. And he's clearly behind uh, a Marshawn. I'd much rather have Marshawn Lynch this season than Matt Forte. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I, uh, I don't know. That's Your not, tears say no, otherwise. No, I, want, I know. My tears say otherwise. <laughs> but I've been, I've been you, you guys have been saying this for a month now. I've been, I, before I submitted my version 2 to you earlier this week, I was like, man, these guys have some good, compelling points. On you know Forte, but still, I, I still I think he's the glue and the solid force there. I think he'll still have a good year. I think Not he is the glue and the solid force, and he's also going to be in a contract here, so he's he's playing for it. So, but. You have to. I heard you're in a contract here, Houdini. Oh, man. Why are you not playing for it? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. He's in a contract here, but he said, he's, he said publicly he's not going to miss any time training camp. Do I believe that? Not necessarily. Also, uh, you know, just the word is that he's going to share more carries than he ever has before, which scares the crap out of me. The 29-year-old Cliff. And he's had, what, probably in the last five years more touches than anybody in the league or right up there with Marshawn he's, he's well up over 300 for the last three years. But my other big point is that if you're not in a PPR league, if you're in a PPR league, that's where you have to see a major fall in, in, the, in the receptions. From 102, I mean, we are going to probably fall down into the 50 range. I mean, that, that's really what's 55, 60. Yep. That, that's really where I see it happening. Especially with him splitting time, especially with you know, as you said, John Fox just does not implore that. He's even implored three running backs. In let's the let's remember one thing also. As much as it was probably Tressman last year, Jay Culler is a ch- is a checkdown Charlie himself. He just he just is, um, and he, it might be something where he just likes to take he likes to get rid of it fast, and that, and that benefits um, you know uh, Forte. So who's who's to know? Um, Let's go to another. Eh, we don't have to stick on running backs. Let's let's go to someone that we were talking about a little. It was one of the late ads that we did in here, and that's uh, Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen, right now, you guys are were pretty surprised to see that his ADP right now at the tight end position is number ten, uh, which I agree. That's a little bit of a head scratcher. While he's got all the talent in the world, and obviously on the offense of of, of fantasy football, uh, but. It's it's pretty high when you got that guy. Uh, overall, he's a top hundred player. Uh, he's at ninety one. That's tough for me to accept. I, I I just don't get it, you know, because I, I understand all the other weapons that they're adding in uh, with uh, with uh, Andre Johnson, and now they also added Philip Dorsett. So you're saying, okay, you know, Dwayne Allen, uh, he's a better blocker. He's going to be out there. So many people are so downgraded on Kobe Fleener that he now is becoming an absolute sleeper. He's the Overall, his ADP right now is 18th at the position. And you look at, at Dwayne Allen, the, the thing for me is that look at his game logs. He's, he's one of those guys, and we mentioned it in our, in our previous podcast, where we talk about touchdown dependency. This is a very touchdown-dependent player. So now that you have all these other weapons there, isn't it a good potential that he might actually have some of those touchdowns taken away? And Kobe Fleener's also been a productive guy. But Kobe Fleener's also been playing with Andrew Luck, you know, yeah, for, ages. For, for ages. So, you know, and he's the guy that has a better potential for, for the breakout games. Dwayne Allen, his high receiving game last year, 
was 59, I'm sorry, 64 yards. That was in the first game of the season. But here's the thing. 55% of his points last season came from touchdowns. 55%. When the average... that, even seems, that even seems low to me based on what he what his, the season he had last year. And the average tight end, uh, top 10 scorer, 35% of their points came from touchdowns. But so, let's be honest. I agree with you that 10 is scary. There is a possibility that this guy is an elite talent that's just been getting marred by some in- injuries and has raised his game. We don't know what he's doing right now. He could be doing working raised. his butt off, Rocky, Rocky in the in the uh, in the Siberia style, and be awesome because there is a lot of talent. But maybe what if that just opens stuff up and and he what he could have a, a sick he could have a sick season. What is our definition of talent when it comes to Dwayne Allen? He's a great catcher. He obviously can ro- run good routes. He's He's a big. He's surprising. He's a he's a good blocker, so he's always on the field and somehow gets open in the red zone. It's not true. He was he was highly recruited. Not just no, no, he blocker. was. He absolutely was. He was a high. He was a high draft pick, and he's he, higher than Fleener. Draft pick. Higher than Fleener. No, he wasn't. No. Kobe Fleener was the second round draft pick. Then they doubled up and uh, drafted yeah, okay. Dwayne You're Allen. Right. I thought it was the opposite. Okay. But they brought him to be in the H back, the versatile Charles Clay type role, where he does a little bit of blocking. A, He's mainly there as a blocker, and his probably capped out at like 500 to 600 yards in a season. Here's the big. Here's exactly why that is the case. He's not a guy that gets heavily targeted. So he's think of it this way. Yes. This is this is so eerily similar to like remember Vernon Davis when he had the amazing year two years ago. What was it? 52 receptions and 15 touchdowns. Right. Yeah. You know. You know. That's kind. Of, this guy only got targeted the most was a seven. And, and no, no other game. You only had like uh, more than five, t- uh, two other times. You know, yep. this is not a lot of targets where you get. Kobe Pleaner's getting games, 11, 12, 14, 15 targets. That's chances. Like, Don't, I think. I think he's his ADP is going to be going down though. If he stays at ten, but I agree, these are all good points, but. At the same time, at ten, I don't like him. But if he starts sliding down, he's he's a talented player. Yeah, uh, I like him at like fifteen. I just 14. don't want to look at Fleener's weird face on my fantasy <laughs> football team. There's uh, fans who's got longer hair than you. I, who doesn't? <laughs> Not if I was mad at that, I'd hate everybody. Matt Hasselbeck. Oh, this okay. is the perfect. That's why he was my favorite ESPN analyst. You're right. <laughs> no, he not 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 that Hasselbeck. Not Tim. Oh Adam. yeah, yeah. He's still. No, I was talking Dilfer. I was talking Dilfer. We're talking Colts quarterbacks right oh, now. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was. I'm just thinking about all those bald dudes right now. <laughs> He's a Freddie Mercury homosexual. <laughs> Speaking of bald dudes and how porn stars make their money, <laughs> who's our next porn star on our, the list? Our next porn star, I think we're going to do this one, is going to be, um, well, I don't know. Who, who, our next porn star should be that Riley Reed. But this is a small titty porn star, okay? We're going to go Riley Reed, that little cutie, and this player is going to be Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, Buffalo wide receiver, his ADP right now for wide at the position is 17. So... That's a little bit without that knowing what's going to happen at that quarterback position with a lot of uh, a lot of new talent there that's going to kind of take some balls away from from his op- and opportunities from. I do kind of agree that he's probably going to end up in top twenty five wide receiver zone, but it would be tough for me to go psyched into a season with him as my wide receiver too. Oh, no chance. If he's my wide receiver too, I'm crying. You're crying. You better have the best backfield and the sweet quarterback. Yeah, I mean. I, I just cannot 
do that to myself. I, I think he's more of a wide receiver. And you do a lot of really disgusting things to yourself. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think he's more of a wide receiver three. If I get him as a wide receiver three, I think I've got a pretty solid wide receiving core uh, ahead of him to where he's going to be successful. Uh, and, you know, the thing, I just don't like anything about the quarterback position uh, that gives me pause. One of, which one of the four guys is the starter? I mean, right now they're saying Tyrod Taylor is the leader in this in this whole quarterback battle. Like, Tyrod Taylor hasn't started a game since Virginia Tech. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm on the other side of it. I like Sammy Watkins. I, I, you know, here's a guy that, with, with what did he have a quarterback last year? He had 400-yard games. He still finished with six touchdowns. He had 982 yards. You know, yeah, he saw a ton of targets. He's still going to see a ton of targets because he is a big, amazing talent. He has amazing skills. And what he's going to be able to do is, you know, I think he benefits from having a guy like Percy Harvin around. Because Percy Harvin, Rex Ryan wants to use him in every way. We don't like Percy Harvin. But he, he opens up space for a guy like Sammy Watkins. And Sammy Watkins is also the type of receiver who doesn't have to wait for the quarterback to throw him the ball all the way downfield. He is like a running back once he gets the ball. So you throw him the short slants, Rex Ryan's not going to be a moron. They're going to they're figure that out. And you're going to get him the ball. And I think he's going to have a great year. I'm happy with him as my wide receiver, too. That's why he's Riley Reed. Yeah, and just so just so the people paying attention at home, all these names of these uh, these porn stars were brought to the table by Houdini himself. Um, so <laughs> Every thank you for being, one. Thank you for being our expert uh, at sound bites and also our our porn tube or red tube or whatever the, the boys like to use. Name, 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 name all the ones that you like. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's the thing, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, he's going to get a, a ton of targets, but does he get? 128 like he got last season and can he catch more of them possibly because he only caught 56 passes last season uh you know he had four 100 yard games but i told you tyrod taylor is currently the leading quarterback yeah, in this yeah, competition that, that, right we'll, 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 you know tyrod taylor let me pause again for dramatic effect <laughs> Tyrod Taylor. And you believe that that's going to be the case when we get to... Well, let, me, let me try this again with other names. Matt Castle. <laughs> Let's talk about the EJ guy that you Manuel. like. That's the guy that you like. I mean, I don't know if I like him, but I feel like I'm not ready to give up on him. Jeff Toole. Uh, yeah, this is not fun. This, this is, is what, not going I, well for Sammy like, Watkins, like is it? it? I, this is why I'm not, I'm not down with the Watkins, Watkins program. All the talent in the world, but they're a year or two away from finding a great quarterback that can be, you know, grow with, with, with Watkins... He's an elite, sick, sick down. But he's also a guy that had figured out the NFL a lot more. And, he, you know, now you come in relaxed in your second year. You get to, you know what you do well. And they will, will, will exploit that for against defenses. I'm, I'm not afraid. Could that team maybe, I think, I, I agree. Uh, I don't know what I think. But I, 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 what I wonder is with LaShawn McCoy, is, could this be a team that some days it's the McCoy show and some days it's passing attack? That where it's just like maybe sometimes there's really no not well, enough opportunities in the passing think game. Think about how much how much better that LaShawn McCoy is going to also open up with the play action pass for him. That's yeah. something he didn't have the advantage of last year. Yeah. And you know what? Of course, Rex Ryan is going to lean on on that, but at the same time, he's the highlight of their of their passing game. Who else is going to get the balls in the passing game there? Who? The, I don't know if it matters though. Let, let's look back in Rex Ryan's history. Who's been a legitimate? Wide receiver, fantasy wide receiver that you wanted to own. Who has been on Buffalo? 
No, on the uh, Jets? On any team Rex Ryan is coach. Oh, Rex so, Ryan. So, yes, the Jets. Well, okay, so you got to think about who's the best receiver that they ever had. They never had a receiver, I, I think, of the talent of Sammy Watkins. Santonio Holmes. You know, Santonio Holmes. Holmes. Holmes was not the, the same Super Bowl type of MVP. talent. Yeah, because uh, of the catch. Come on. It's he, not he the said, same type of he's talent. He's had 1,200-yard seasons. Yeah, but it's not the same type of talent of what Sammy what Coming Sammy out, Watkins he was a play, table. Uh, first-round pick. I, kind of, I gotta be honest, Stags, I like where you're going with this, but I kind of gotta agree with this. Is his top, his fourth pick last year in the 2014 draft. And it was a bad pick! And he was on the Bears for what, five games last year? If he's that great, he'd be on the Bears right now. He was good, like five years ago. Too many. He was smoking too many joints on that, airplanes. That's fine. I don't, I don't find it to be a fair comparison. That's I, okay. I, 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 don't, I, I, I hear what you're saying. But, alright, let's go to the, an overrated porn star like Jenna Jameson, and this is Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy, I'm worried about him. Stag's going to take the different, Stag Party's going to be on the different side of this, but Eddie Lacy right now on FantasyPros.com, which is the, the, the site we're using to find our ADP currently, date today is May 13th, is Eddie Lacy's number two ADP. He's getting drafted number second overall. That I cannot do. I'm just not thinking that even if he has his best season ever, I just don't think he'll ever live up to the number two overall pick, and what the, and what the upside of other things that you have to go after, in my opinion. Well, this is, here's a, here's a, uh, I think a classic case of people just trying to put a projection, an upgraded projection onto somebody. Look at what he's been these first two years. He's been phenomenal. He's he scores double digit touchdowns. He had 13 touchdowns last year. He had 11 touchdowns the year before. Um, you know, he's he's not non-existent as a receiver. So he's giving you total yards from scrimmage. He's given you 1,400 and 1,500 plus yards in, in each of his first two seasons. But as a rusher, he's not one of these guys that's going to be a, a 1,500, 1,600 uh, yard rusher. He's, he's been you know, about 1,100, 1,100 plus each year. And I just look at, look, they continue to add other weapons on, uh, at, at receiver. Uh, this is still the way that the Packers are run. It's an amazing offense, so he's always going to get opportunities. But it's such an amazing offense that he doesn't get enough opportunities. And so for me, I can't project him to all of a sudden be like, "Oh yeah, this is the year that we're going to." It's going to be the Eddie Lacy show. He's going to get 17 touchdowns this year. I just I don't see it. Here's the thing: you're not drafting Eddie Lacy at number two if you're wanting to actually get the running back who finishes number two. You just want the guy with the least bust potential. That's why he's going so high in drafts right now. That's why, overarchingly, he's been named the number one player uh, in a lot of fantasy leagues because he has the least, you know, bust potential of the running backs. Now let's talk you, about let's talk about that for a second, Stacks, because I think that's a great point. Because are you going for risk or reward? Like sometimes there are a lot of people who you know you. Uh, my my well, leagues I'm, I've been in, they just pull out the random number. You don't know where you're going to draft until you know close before, and you can't move out of your slot. So there are people who don't like to draft that high in the draft, and it's like ah shit, I have to take a running back now. But if you're doing on that on that philosophy, I I kind of like it. If I'm if I'm stuck there, I don't want to have that high risk ultimate bust. I'd rather have the guy that at least is going to get me slow and steady wins race. Here's yeah, the thing: solid points every week. He is the like uber safe prospect in this kind of crop of running backs. Uh, 
You look at the other guys in their negatives are so much more negative than Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy was a little bit, got off to a slow start, so he was sort of, you know, when you look back, if you were an owner of Eddie Lacy last season, you sort of hate the guy. But then you realize from week seven on, he rattled off 10 straight games of double-digit fantasy points and over 100 total yards. Uh, Total yards from scrimmage uh, for like seven straight, and then he scored most of his touchdowns in this stretch, and he was just, you know, a dominator. Uh, he was consistent, and he was doing it in the run game and in the pass game. So he's a guy who this season is probably one of the safest bets to get you 1,600 total yards and 10 touchdowns. Strength and of schedule. He's got a tough strength of schedule. Remember we were talking about he's got a rough road to, yeah. run, to run against this they year. they got to go against the uh, NFC West. NFC West, which is tough as hell. He's got and the AFC great West. defenses, big, big boys on those lines. It, that's that's a part of the deal. If you're going number two overall, and I go by our SLS pretty hardcore, and you know he's sitting there right now at the 25th hardest uh, um Strength of schedule. Yeah, for strength of schedule. It's actually that that means that he's like the uh, this like the seventh seventh hardest. Seventh right. hardest. Twenty right. fifth easiest. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> he's still thank you. You're he's still thank safe you. to get you like eighty yards in those games combined between you know rushing know, and receiving. It, it just, so he's gonna get, he's gonna get you those eight points. You're not gonna love, but you're gonna be like, well, could have done worse, and I could have started Joyke Bell. Well, he's they're psyched that they lost the two guys in Detroit. Um, that's got to help him for those two games. So yeah. let's move on to uh, another player, um, and that's going to be uh, good. Good insight there, though, guys. That's a great point about why he would be so high. When I do mock drafts, I do them all, but I'm always trying to like get a good team. Like I, I think it's funny that people mock draft like the safe pick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I'm doing mock drafts, I'm just I'm I'm shooting for the stars every time, seeing which stars should look the best. But I'm not, I'm never taking the slow and steady pick number two overall. It never ceases to amaze me though how many different strategies that, you know people employ, and you know God bless you know if it works, you know it's got to work for you. You know at some point in time if you're yeah, gonna go, you do you, you do you, always who, do you. Who 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 who's the safest uh, porn star to search for? Uh, well, we'll go. We're gonna make this a Jeremy Macklin, which we're, I think we're gonna be on the shelf. This one, yeah, that's the safest bust we can pick right now. Let's go on, because you got you don't think so, but I disagree. You but. disagree. I think so. I, if, so we can't call it a big bust, which maybe I don't know if I, it's a medium sized bust. You know, it's a nice. I think there's, there's a nice there's, Amy Reed size his, bust. What's his uh, his ADP is um, twenty seven is Macklin right now, wide receiver position. Um, you know, I just think it's tough. If, the, if he was in, I'm not going to bring up the not, the, the, the zero tight, uh, touchdowns, right? Even though I just did, yeah. But in, if he was still in Philadelphia, you realize, I think he's been kind of downgraded already. You know, and people are understanding that it is Kansas City that he's going to. If he was in Philly, he would be a top ten grab right now. As a Nelson Aguilar wouldn't have been drafted, there would have been a whole different way that they would have been going about it. So, um, I, Alex Smith. Stuff. You know, Jamal Charles. The, the, this is the identity of the team. Now, look, Andy Reid has always been a guy that, that liked uh, to have the, the, the passing game, but and Macklin is, as far as Andy Reid goes, besides Terrell Owens, uh, you know, who were the great receivers that they had over there? Fred Pinkston. Uh, <laughs> Freddie. Uh, Todd Pinkston? Todd, Todd Pinkston. Pinkston. Freddie, uh, ja- Freddie Jackson. What was that guy's name? Jason Avat? No. Who's no, UCLA. Oh God, I can't remember. What do you got? Can we talk about? Let me let me ask a couple questions here. 
Who's Macklin's best quarterback in his career? Val Verde was. Do you like a porno? I think you know the answer to that question. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, so, end of the career. Val Verde or me? Yeah, end of the career. <laughs> Both of you. End of the career, Donald McNabb, uh, Mike Vick, Nick Foles. Uh, a lot of, whole lot of mediocre, right? You know, Mark Sanchez last season. So you don't think Alex Smith is at least on par with those guys? Is what you're I, telling I me? don't think that they run the same type of offense that they run he's in Philadelphia. He's a puss. When he's going out there to throw, he is a wimp. And that's why I don't like him. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. He never takes the chance because he's a game manager. And every time he drops back, he's like, be a game manager. So he never takes anything down far. He never takes a chance. And those are the kind of plays over the course of the last year and a half for Macklin or whatnot have got him to be scoring a lot of fantasy points. The big play. Macklin, had the, 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 this is a career year for him, right? It was like he'd never had a 1,000-yard season before. Yeah. And then here it was, blows it up by like what, what, 1,300 plus yards, was 1,329. it? 1,329. 1,329. And, and his touchdowns, how many touchdowns do you have? Ten. This is Long. not going to happen in Kansas City. So I think everyone realizes that. Even if, because and again, I think that that's a great point that you're making about how Alex Smith will check down because there are times where you just have to just trust it and throw it out there for him, and he doesn't have the faith to do that. 1,000 yards, 7 touchdowns. Stamp on it. You're calling that? Oh, yeah. I, I don't I don't, I don't agree with that. Is that a great... Is that? that that's a wide receiver, solid wide receiver, too. Right. And I, if you I get him as your wide receiver... I, why not? It could okay. happen. I don't know. Seven in in 2010, his, yeah, I can, I can see that. His second year in the league. His second year in the league. You know what only that means, other, His only other full season, he had 964 yards on 115 targets, right, exactly which he will exceed in Kansas City. Yes, he will get more than 115 targets. He's back targets. to that, that type of receiver. So he'll exactly get 125 targets, yeah. Yeah, but is he going to get the same yardage per, per catch that he had back then? No, he's not he's going not to. He's not going to get 13.5 yards per catch? No, he's going to be an 11 yards per catch guy. That's the problem. He had 15.5? Well, he's going to catch 80 passes at 11... You know, 12 yards a catch, he's getting real close to a 1,000-yard season. And a 1,000-yard season means you're getting and 60 that, yards a game. That's not a fantasy... I don't. I think a thousand yards and seven is very in the realm, but that doesn't drive. That doesn't drive me too crazy. But again, twenty-seven is not terrible. But there's a lot of there's a lot of differences. This is almost like a guy where you gotta you gotta grab the extra sketch and shake it because it's a totally new slate. You cannot look at anything that happened on the Eagles because he is in a totally different situation because of Alex. That's why I'm looking back to when he was playing with Andy Reid, playing with. Uh, Mike Vick playing. Right, but that's exactly what you're going to get. Those Vick will I, take that's a, a chance. That's one out there. I, I know Dog has said the same thing. Me and him both said it. He, just don't expect him to do what he did. He's going to go back to being the 900 some odd yards. I think five, maybe five touchdowns is going to be high for him in Kansas City. So last season, Anquan Bolden finished as wide receiver 21 with 1,062 yards and five touchdowns. He was a 21. All right. So. You know, at wide receiver 27, you could still get a little bit of a value out of a Jeremy Macklin. What, what overall pick is that? Do you guys have that up? Can you pull up that fantasy pros? So it's 27 at the wide receiver position. What is he going overall, Macklin, right now in ADP and mocks? My whole thing is that if you're going to draft Macklin, though, while well, he'll well, tell you that, is that he, the people who are going to draft him are the people like Stags who like him. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I know the other thing is he got paid. And I hate guys that just got paid because, you know what? Oh, I got a nagging injury. I'm going to miss this week. Yeah. Uh, 
And the, I, the real reason he went to Kansas City was to reunite with Reed and his wide receiver coach because the Eagles offered him mm, about the same amount of money. But it's even more than that. He went to Missouri. He's from there. His he, girlfriend's he, from yeah, Missouri. Every, it's, he they, was, they he wanted was big him. time. I mean, he was the best player to come out of Missouri that I can think of. In so life. as you're saying, is distraction every week. Hey, man, can I get tickets? Wide receiver 29 <laughs> and player overall 71. So you're getting him in the sixth round. 71. Alright. Sixth round, he was going in the fifth last year, so he, he has had that had a good season and he has had that drop. So I like him in the, I like uh, Macklin in the sixth round. Remember, I, I actually think I, I have him ranked around there anyway, so I think I, I just think, Here's I, the I think he's properly ranked for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not having to pay the price of the ninth overall wide receiver, which is where he finished last year. Just realize with him what you're gonna get is you're gonna get some boom games and you're gonna get a lot of dud games. That's what's gonna be. So make sure, make sure if you get thousand yards is an average of like sixty yards a game, then when you get a couple of 150, 170 yard games, know that what's going to come along with that are the three receptions for twenty seven yards. I don't, I don't know if that happens because Alex Smith throws for what two twenty five a game, so I don't think one seventy is in right. his realm okay, of possibility. Well, there you go. That hurts him as well. So now I think he's more consistent than he is boomer bust. All right, I'm going to do a quick pyro promo before we get into the next player, and that is the draft kit. Go out and buy it. Not enough people have been buying it. We know it's early. We know that. But just buy it now, and you get all of them, and you can see the j- jump up and progressions uh, in them. So please go out and buy that draft kit. It's 20 bucks. Version 2 is going to be getting released this weekend, and uh, it's going to be a pretty sweet time. So the, the, a lot of great, great new um, great new content within that, and we got tears from some of the other guys, including OC, Val Verde, um, and that's May- it. Maybe Val Verde. Oh, that's right, Val Verde's Mo, Mid Mo. Val Verde's going to do version three, but Val Verde it killed it on something we're doing, and it's sick. That way to go, Val Verde. He's rocked out an old lines piece. In the Kazakhstan, I was a make ice. I was a gypsy catcher. Also, I uh, work with the animals. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was awesome. Congrats to you on, on that uh, offensive line piece, which is going to be a part of the resource toolbox and Pyro Pro, and I'll give a little plug for that in, uh, in a minute here. Uh, but yeah, buy that draft kit. The new version comes out this weekend. If you buy it now for 20 bucks, you will get every version that between now and the draft. And basically, we're going to put out a different version every month. So this one is going to be the 15th, 16th, And probably when we get to the last month, it's May, probably June, gonna... July, August. And we'll have one out in the beginning of September for people that are doing their drafts right before the game. I, uh, I'm, right I'm before just, the kickoff. I'm saying, too, I, I have a feeling that when we get to August, it's not going to be once a month when you get the August one. It's probably going to be once a week. We'll have a little update potentially in there. I don't I don't know. I don't think that's going to be the case. Thanks for saying that. All right. Well, hey. <laughs> Shove it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you know how much work it takes for each of these versions. Uh, I hear I'm getting complaints from from. Uh, well, Mr. I'm saying you can at least get. Up, we can, I think we can all get updated our our tiers for that one though. No, because oh. what, once you send me the updated tiers, then I have to go through and update all the rankings, and that's what takes the longest. Yeah. yeah. But also, here's what we do. That's why you go to our website. That's why you follow us on Twitter. That's why you check us out on Facebook. I mean, we're talking about all this stuff all the freaking time. So, uh, but sick, sick. Sick, sick draft kit. Pick it up. Come on, let's do this. All right, next guy we're going to talk about, Brandon Marshall, ADP 23 at the wide receiver position. He's still going 51 overall. Hmm. I can't tell. i got to be honest with you guys. 
I can't tell whether I think that uh, this year Brandon Marshall is going to be awesome or be the worst. I literally can't tell whether he's going to get that rapport and be kissing the ass of, of uh, Fitzpatrick and just get that love going where Fitzpatrick dropping back and looking at him every time because he's good at that. Uh, and I, that's just I don't know whether he's either going to suck balls or he's going <laughs> to be pretty 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 darn sweet. I mean, 50 overall, it's tough. But a 51 overall, that's kind of tough. But 23rd wide receiver, if he's getting targets? Look, they stacked the offense there. They, this, this is the most talent they've had on that side of the ball in New York that I can remember. Maybe going, got to go back to the uh, Al Toon and uh, Freeman McNeil days or something right. to, to see as much uh, talent as they have here. So, I'm... Did we just get a Wayne Corbett plug in there? Sure, we did now. <laughs> I, love it. I used to live in Corbett's uh, neighborhood. I talked to somebody. I think that was on. Uh, I was on Facebook, but I, I used to. Buy, I used to see that guy all the time when I lived in New York. He was not, definitely lived in my hood. Nice. Such a such a small dude. I, I think I'm with you on, on Marshall. I'm, I mean, I'm just kind of. I'm staying away from him. You know, I, I guess because he's one of those things. If I'm drafting, I, I don't. I just don't see where he fits on my fantasy team this year. Because am I drafting him? To be, if I went running back, running back, and then I'm forced to make him be a wide receiver two or potentially my wide receiver one, or am I going wide receivers early and I'm able to maybe he falls and then he's my wide receiver three or potentially even wide receiver four? I'm doing that. I'm doing that. That's where I'd rather be. Yeah. But in general, I'm going to hold out because he's his his value is either going to in ADP is either going to rise like it does with certain players in the offseason, or it might stay where it is or drop. I want to see what happens with this guy. But if he's getting the targets this year and he can stay healthy, let's remember, this is this is one of the talent-wise best, best guys in the game. Here's the thing with Brandon Marshall. Wide receiver 22 as we speak right now, right? Guys coming after him, who I'd much rather have. Martavis Bryant. Yes. Golden Tate. Yes. Keenan Allen. Mm, close. Okay. I would not want rather have Martavius I, Bryant than, than, than Marshall. Really? I will. I will. You're, you're way, way too low on Martavis Bryant. We'll see. I'm pretty. Who's the best of wide receivers in our in our tiers last year? Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> I know my wide receivers. Ego, I, I think the ego. You're siphoning it back over here. Well, I'm, I'm good at wide receivers. That's, I'm, Vincent I'm, I'm, Jackson. I'm a self. I know wide receivers. That's my spot. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a big Vincent Jackson fan. I know you like Vincent Jackson. Yeah. Jeremy Macklin. No. I think I still like Brandon Marshall better than Jeanette. So you like him as about wide receiver 25. Here's what, I, here's what I worry about with Brandon Marshall. I worry about all the things that are not on the field. I worry, well, and part of the things on the field, which because the Jets losing. Huh, you know, this is a guy that's just always been on a losing team. Then all of a sudden, at some point in time, he has a stupid breakup. Look, the, everyone uh, on the Bears said, no, we don't need Brandon don't Marshall need around. This is, this is a guy who has destroyed locker room after locker room after locker room. And it looked like... He had everything set up for him to succeed in Chicago, reuniting him with his former coaches, reuniting him with his quarterback, giving him all these things. He's, 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 a, he's a loose cannon. Marshall's career high in touchdowns without Jay Cutler is what? Five. Six. Six. So his career high in yardage without Cutler is 1,200. His career high in catches without Cutler is 86. Uh Targets. Did you even hear that? He, he hasn't talked to Cutler since they le- he's left the team, but he's hung out with Kristen Cavallari. They're I wonder buddies. what color that baby's going to be. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Steve Nash, w- watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing is, Brandon Marshall has been 
like the most targeted receiver on the planet for a long time. Is he going to get 140 or 150 targets? Is he going to in that offense? No. Exactly. So then you're you're expecting 120 targets, which is like less than he had in Miami. And in Miami, he had 81 and 86 catches. So you're expecting 70 catches from Brandon Marshall for 12 or 13 yards, which is his career average. So he's right around, right now he's at, you know, we're talking 70 catches for 850 to 950 yards and six, seven touchdowns. So now you're you're telling me he's a wide receiver thirty. All right, all right. I, I'm, <laughs> when, when, I'm I'm listening. I'm watching. I'm seeing what happens over the next three months. I haven't made my decision on him. There's a lot of players that I have. I'm I feel the heart. I feel the time. I'm way behind. And without injury, even if they have bad off seasons, I'm excited to, to, to oh, roll the dice. So this much. guy's not one of them. I'm I'm a wait and see it's on Brandon always Marshall. Especially I difficult. See him in that uniform and on well, that's, in, in, that's in, the whole in thing. Pre-season. He's switching uniforms. It's especially different with anyone that's switching teams until you actually see preseason game. All right. For, okay. How they do? Other things, he's looking great in practice. You know, I heard Mark Trespin say every week we're having some of the best practices we ever had. It means jack crap. It doesn't mean anything. I want to know, how do you look on game film? How are you doing in that offense? How are you matching up? How are they using you? If if it looks good, then then, I, then I'll buy in. So I'm with you. I'm a wait and see. Wait and see. All right. Uh, let's go to quarterback. Peyton Manning. Four uh, ADP at the QB spot. Uh, that's 37th overall is where he's going. And Whew. Okay, think, I'll, I'll, I'll go, jump on this yeah. grenade. Um, I'll jump on this grenade. I, I don't. I, I think it's a bust. I think he is a bust. I, I, I stay away. The age scares me. Um, the injuries that he's had over the last few seasons. It's just velocity on the ball. I know. I'm, he's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about the same age. I'm just a little bit older than him. Things don't heal as fast when you get older. So it's uh, and and taking the shots that he takes and. You know, the major surgery they had with the neck and then the diminishing arm strength, the, the even more lack of mobility. You take away his, his big weapon of Julius Thomas. Uh, uh, really still kind of, you know, C.J. Anderson and, and, and not enough amazing stuff there to help take some, some load off him. I worry about what he looked like at the end of the season when, you know, I know he had the, the, the injury then. But it was, what, one 300-yard game in his last six games. He threw more interceptions, I think, than touchdowns. It was just, it was not good. For me, the biggest thing also, to, to everything you said is spot on, in my opinion, I agree with it, um, is also the pressure. He's really old. He's got all these diminishing skills. He's had this amazing career. I think this season and last season, being the second most, he's got more pressure on himself from that town, from Elway, to bring a Super Bowl. They ch- you, you chose us. And you've lost one Super Bowl two years ago. There's a lot of pressure where it's kind of probably just like a lot of guys like to get to ride out in the limelight. How about that? And, 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 and it's just kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm getting a couple more seasons of getting some love and some. He's got to fucking win a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I was just going to say to add on for you because what he, the pressure's after the 55 touchdown season. That, yeah. that was the whole pressure. Now it's like, okay. Was that the first year or second year? That was the second year. Okay. And then 39 touchdowns last year. So, I mean, I, I just see it being one of those, four, not a horrible season, right? But 4,400 yards, 33, 32 touchdowns, kind of like what he was doing when he was at, with the Colts for a, for a good period of time. Last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you get in there today. One thing I will say is 37 uh, overall, um, right? 
37th overall is lower than he's been in a long time. So in all honesty, if you're in the third round and you're sitting there and you see him still still there, just the weight, know your league, know your scoring. But while he's he's gonna have a he's, he's, he might not have the great year greatest year ever. He's you gotta think about him in the third round. I do. I know you're gonna wait. You're waiting for Sam Bradford. So let's not spew on. He's giving me you're giving me the death stare over there. I'm not. I, it's not even the death stare. It's the uh, stare of I completely disagree with it. He, I know what you guys are saying right now. Okay, uh, well, let's hear about it. I, reasons to like Peyton Manning. He's back healthy. Uh, He's still got weapons called Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and a newly involved in the offense, Cody Latimer. Uh, he'll make whatever he wants at tight end. He always has. Things, you know, he's averaged 19.3 fantasy points a game in his two worst seasons in Denver. You know, the first and last year, he averaged the same amount of fantasy points. So, can he get you 20 fantasy points a game next season? Absolutely. And this is the what, first pick of the fourth round in a wraparound, a 12-team, you know, snake draft? I could do worse. That's a, by the way, I just closed out my statement by saying that. And then you said, I disagree with you completely. I was more disagreeing <laughs> with everything he said. I can't See, everything he said. You. You. <laughs> here's the thing, Stags. Here's, that's fine. Those may be the stats of... If that's what you think is going to happen, it's called risk versus reward. As the fourth quarterback going off the board, and you're a guy who is believing in, in streamlining, streaming quarterbacks, you would never take him. More point, I wouldn't take more him. point so going I, on in tonight's podcast here. With three but I'm not saying he's ever. a bust. I, like it. I, I refuse to say Peyton Manning has boobies, even though he actually I, I, does. I, I, his, his potential for a bust is big because if he's still everyone who's still thinking they're going to get. The solid production now, especially I'm even I'm just more concerned. Age, injury, diminishing skills. It it hits everyone at some point in time, and when it does, it comes like a brick wall, and it just stops, and you're just you're done. Nothing beats that oil breath smell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on from Manning. I want to see a lot more as well. New system. Yeah. He, so this is this new. This is now he's had three systems in his career. It's like a just it's never a good time. We saw what happened with Eli a couple of years ago. His brother, another smart as hell guy. It could take a few weeks for Manning really to get in a sweet spot in that new offense. Yeah, he needs to. He'll need to have after getting hit in some of these games. He's gonna need a few. It is. It isn't like doing it with my sister. <laughs> Let's talk about Owen Daniels quickly. Uh, his tight end that you said stags, he, may, he does it with all the tight ends. We know where you think about Virgil, so bring maybe bring up his ADP to counterpoint. But I think we're all a little scared and think Owen Daniels um, is bust candidate because right now at tight end position, he's going 11th. Now, again, it's just there ain't no right here. It could pan off in spades and you get 12 TDs this year and have a massive season. But at the same time, he could be major, major bust material because I don't know what his overall is, but. If he's tenth or eleventh tight end, that's friggin' high for an old top guy. Top one hundred player, ninety six. But it's but it's but it's a you know if in a twelve team league that's a late starter, you know last of the team starter as a, as a ten team league, it's a first off bench guy. So I just don't look at him as as a, as a a bust potential. I look at him as a guy. He's one of these guys that just kind of goes into the, in the category of you know what you're gonna get, and I you know he's been in the Kubiak office for so long. I think what you know you're gonna get. Plus a little bit, because I think Peyton Manning helps him out. I think that's ambitious. But 
But you I, I, won't harp, I won't harp too much, but I'd much rather have Virgil Green as tight end 25 in his current draft position uh, than Owen Daniels personally. And, you know, of all the things we got from Owen Daniels last season, stepping into a great situation in a very tight end friendly system, he was tight end 17. So now we're boosting him up six spots because he's with Peyton Manning. And we've got to remember he did the, a lot of that while vulturing two touchdowns. Uh, from Dennis Pitta when he was still healthy in week two, right? So he had two touchdowns on the season last season. Or last season, Do, He's not a double-digit touchdown guy. I don't think he's had double-digit touchdowns ever in his career. He's never had more than six touchdowns in his career. So expecting more than eight is, you know, pushing it. Uh, and eight's, you know, a significant boost off a six-touchdown career, right? Uh, Who's calling? I don't think he's going to get eight touchdowns. I said the high high end could be a lot of touchdowns and have a great season. The lo- I, I, I talked the gamut. <laughs> I talked talk you just talk don't know. You just don't know where, where you're going to get out of him. He could he could be the second the next Julius Thomas. He could be the next Jacob Tammy. Yeah, I, we'll I, see it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't see the next Julius Thomas. That's for sure. Uh, I see I see him being what he is. He's going to give you six six hundred to seven hundred yards. He's going to give you. I think he's going to give you four four to. I think five to six touchdowns. I think five to six touchdowns. I think that's 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 what he'll be. Yeah, which is not that exciting. No, not exciting at all. Let's go. To, no, he's a, he's a, he's a Riley Reed. He's a small bust. Let's go to a let's go to a a question from on Facebook from Duncan Wolf, uh, Peter Solid Nine, our boy, Mister Mister Pretty Boy. Best looking guy in any fantasy league he's in and has the best jump shot, too. He has a very big uh, testicles. <laughs> Go. Okay. Oh, it's not me? Yeah. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> uh, so, Tucky Wolf wants to know can't believe fantasy is right around the corner. Yeah, seems like it, right? Uh, what do you guys think about Megatron and PPR? Uh, I got a handful of receivers ahead of them, but what do you guys roughly predict for catches, yards, games, and TDs? And then he gives us a little porn star blowjob. Uh, you guys are the best, are still the best in case you haven't heard it in a while, and thanks for the shout-out last week on the podcast, and now you're getting another one. You're getting so, back-to-back, buddy. Old what, school. What do we think as a projection for Megatron. Who didn't you want to take this one for a second? I mean, I think that we're, I think none of us have, I think we all have him ranked sixth in our tiers, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at the wide receiver position. So I think gone are the days of us thinking that he is ultra, ultra elite at the position. I think we still think he's elite, and that's not ultra elite. Um, I think the addition of Golden Tate there uh, really, you know, kind of, we thought that that was really going to kind of help him by having that other that foil out there. Golden Tate was showing how much he excelled when Calvin wasn't out there. When they were together, it it, it still more went to Calvin's to, to his balance. But at the same time, you're just not seeing the touchdown production like you're used to seeing out of him earlier in his career, where he was just always going to give you a touchdown a game. Sometimes going to give you two touchdowns a game. I don't remember what was that three three or four seasons ago where it was the first seven games it was like two touchdowns almost every single game. Matthew Stafford is not the quarterback that I think everyone thought he was going to be. And he has just not taken that next step to really help Calvin out. So that's why I think Calvin is one of those guys that you're going to sit there in the draft and you're going to say it's solid. Um, 
but at the same time, I'm not going to reach for him right now. Is he a second round pick? Is he a third round pick? He's probably a first round pick. And he, eh, no, second, no, round, second pick. round pick. Now, Solid yeah. second round pick. It, at the end of the second round, you can do a lot worse than getting Calvin Johnson. Here's the thing. My projection for him is pretty high. 85 catches, you know, 1,200 yards, 1,250 yards, give or take maybe 1,300 at the top end, 10 to 12 touchdowns. Yes, but that's still wide receiver six territory. That's not the fifteen hundred yards you used to see, or the nineteen the nineteen hundred yards you used to see, or the sixteen. That was two touchdown. years ago, right? Yeah, or the sixteen touchdown guy that he used to be. So he only had eight touchdowns last season. So I'm thinking he gets ten to twelve this season. Uh, well, so, let me let me quick go ahead and then I'll, I'll, I'll start. So yeah, I still like him as wide receiver six in PPR. Yep. Remember this. In 2014 busts, and I'll name them off just as a, as a list of guys you looked through that were considered kind of widely the, the bust of last year, um, Calvin Johnson was one of them. Another guy, A.J. Green, was definitely a bust last year. Health, health. Okay, so and I'll keep naming them off just to give, just to give the last year's perspective on these guys. Vernon Davis. <laughs> I can't even give a health call. There you go. His, <laughs> his quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. Cordero Patterson, Adrian Peterson was snap snap more of a whippy whip kind of thing. Uh, was he a bust or a whip? What? I don't know. What? Now we're getting into asking. Bust or whip? Yeah, we're getting into bust, bust a whip or bust a rhyme? A bust a rhyme's on a team now. So for the women, we'll just show them throwing like a Fifty Shades of Grey reference or something. Just, I like it. Just so we're pushing up our status with the female audience. Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, Wes Welker, Nick Foles, Zach Stacy, Lashawn McCoy. Stafford, who we were, we were just talking to as well. RG3 was in the mix. Did I say AJ Green? And Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Those are guys that were huge busts for last year's fantasy football. So think about that. It's always good to look at where, look at your tiers from last year, how you guys had ranked last year. Go back to that. Look at last year's stuff. Think about it. Put yourself in what position you were a year ago. Notice your mistakes and kind of analyze what did I, why did I make these so you don't do them again. And I think looking at last year's busts is important. I think, you know, Calvin Johnson. Let's, let's kind of correlate it to what we were talking about earlier. I think he kind of falls into that Eddie Lacy type player of a safe pick, right? Don't, you know, yeah. with, with still, because he is who he is, there is potential, but I think, right, be realistic about what your expectations are, but it's a safe pick there, you know, com- compared to, you know, where, where other people are going high risk reward. And just always remember, why are there always so many busts every year? Because there are so many guys that had a great year the year before and then get drafted so much higher the next year because everyone is just projecting. So wait, so, so we're going to talk hold ODB? On, hold on, hold on. <laughs> on the flip side of this, that's the guys, those guys, like right now are Calvinists, those guys then are the sleepers Correct. and the career year guys because they go down like Peyton Manning's fifty-five year touchdown year. He went in the third, fourth, fourth round. Right. And that because he was on an offseason. Because now they're on the value. So buy yeah, buy into this thing. A Calvin Johnson. He said it perfectly, Stags. You can do a lot worse than a Calvin Johnson late second round if he's there and you're sitting there. It's a safe pick with still with huge upside. Correct. So. Um, all right, let's go on to Mike Wallace, our favorite guy, who surprisingly enough is still in the top hundred overall, uh, and his ADP is thirty-two right now. Uh, Mike Wallace, I'm staying away. I, I had him as my seventh in tight end uh, in rankings last year. Ugh, he's your seventh guy. tight end in rankings. I mean, sorry, wide receiver. <laughs> A weird noise just came out of my computer. I had to look over at it. <laughs> brain fart. So, Mike Wallace last year finishes. 
you know, wide receiver 18 on the strength of a 10 touchdown season. Uh, and now you got to think switching offenses, going to, you know, an entirely new quarterback, uh, one that, albeit, is more vertical friendly than the one he just left because he got a quarterback that could throw it uh, a little deeper and an offensive coordinator who likes to call field stretching type plays. Currently being drafted as wide receiver 33, and it, I just don't like his value there. I like him a little more like five spots later where I get him a round or two later than when he's actually being drafted. I, I still think he's got a chance to be a 1,000-yard receiver this season, which is sort of crazy to say. Uh, but if, Has he if, ever had one? Uh, oh, yeah, plenty. It's with been a while. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. It's been a while. Pittsburgh, not, not that long ago, but yeah, he... Three or four, 2011, he had 1193. In 2010, he had 1257. Been a while. Yeah, 2011, that's been a while. Been a while. The other thing about him is that here's why he's, he's a bust type guy. Here's why he won't be on your team, and that's why he's only going to be on my dynasty team that I signed him to a long term contract when he was on uh, Pittsburgh that I'm still living through to this day. Um, Happ- is, happily, or is this a, is this a, no, not is this a marriage it, you would wish to divorce? It's, it's not Have a, you been it's, cheating on him? It's not a horrible contract because it's, 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 I've been stuck with him uh, for 20 He cost me $20 on my salary every year, uh, but I still only have him for two more years. I'm 20 out of what? Out of 280, out of about a 26 man roster. So, All right. I, um, got a, uh, I got a one man roster. And I am drinking tonight. Revolution, Fist City. Stuff is unbelievable. It's my new favorite beer. Pretty incredible out of Chicago brewing. Uh, this place, this thing's got the uh, Crystal Hop in it. It's got the Cascade Hop in it. It's got the, uh, what are these other ones? All so good. Citra Hop in it. Oh, good, great. Valverde. There is a smell. It smells like a shit. I disagree. Well, the thing Mike Wallace to me is a guy that is a cancer in a locker room. So eventually, these are the things that, that catch up to you. He's a guy that was signed for sixty million dollars by the Dolphins, and they traded him. You don't you don't go out and sign a guy for that much money, and then decide that you just don't need him anymore. So this is this is a situation where yeah, I I, I know what he can, can bring to an offense. You know what he is going to bring. Good versus what he could potentially bring bad, and that's that's why it's dangerous because he yaps his mouth all the time. And Minnesota is a team that is is, is built on defense. Their, their defense is, is is looking great. And you look at what Mike Zimmer has been able to get out of all the guys on that defense. Um, I, I I can you have other weapons, Charles Johnson. If Cordero Patterson can get his head out of his ass, I, I think there's, there's so other, much there's money. Other, uh, Jerry Jerry is right. It's not There's like other they guys there. This deal. He's still he's still making huge dough. It's a, no restructuring happened whatsoever, and he's not a lock. It's a risky thing with it. I think the, my my scariest thing with it is that you got Bridgewater, who's got his head on his shoulders, but he's a young quarterback. Why? I, you want as why, many why good put up why, with that stuff? Well, that, but also why not just put good locker room people around him? People that aren't going to be giving you crap. People at the end of the game, if you only if, if at a game that. Friggin' uh, Wallace gets three targets in it. He's gonna be pouting over in the corner of the same room you're in, the locker room, and it's, it's noticeable. These kind of guys, it's not like it's it, it, it's a it, it affects the locker room and affects everyone, especially a young quarterback a lot. He's just a d bag. Here's well, the one thing I'll say: is he is clearly being drafted ahead of Charles Johnson right now, and that's my major issue. Yeah. It's like they've come out and said the organization as a whole. 
said, Charles Johnson is our number one receiver. And, you know, just thinking about it that way, it's like, how how's uh, Mike Wallace being drafted ahead of him? It's called name recognition. And this is why people, listen, Charles Johnson, we all like Charles Johnson. I like him at, yeah, at well, yeah, wide receiver like 29, where... Or wide receiver 33, where Mike Wallace is being drafted. I like Charles Johnson a lot more than I like Mike Wallace. And also, the way I look at, like at Charles spots. Johnson, think about everything that I'm saying. If what I'm saying happens, every time if you say anything, is, we have to think about it a lot. I know. Sometimes it's baffling. It's, it's it's absolutely baffling. But <laughs> yeah. you have to, if he does become that cancer, if he does become that that nuisance, if he becomes a guy that you know what Teddy Bridgewater wants to make his statement to the rest of the team, I'm freezing out Mike Wallace today. You know, who's that benefit? It all benefits Charles Johnson. The name recognition you were just talking about, the defensive scheming and planning, probably they're going to have to throw their better cornerback in most situations on a Wallace. No one's really thinking. I mean, Johnson's good, but no one's seen much out of him. Uh, that just helps him him as well and hurts Johnson. I mean, I mean Wallace. I think Wallace is going to get the better, the better uh, defender governor. Well, yeah, because this is the fastest man in the NFL. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's move on from him. Um, let's go to Jimmy Graham. He's for a good reason. Number two tight end being picked, ADP twenty sixth overall for so uh, for, for last year's first round draft pick, Jimmy Graham. Where did we say that uh, Calvin Johnson? Uh, where was Calvin Johnson overall? If Jimmy is twenty sixth, where in fantasy pros is Calvin? Probably Johnson? like right. Probably gonna be right next to him. No, sixteen. 16. Okay. 16. Okay. 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 That 10 makes 10 picks apart. Okay. Okay. But still, so you're taking you gotta take him. T. Y. Hilton, Mike Evans, Alfred Morris, Carlos Hyde, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Kelvin Benjamin, Mark Ingram. Those are guys you're taking uh, after Jimmy Graham. And, and I think we I think we're in a consensus here. Do we let's let's get this first question out of the way. Do you think Jimmy Graham is still the second best tight end in fantasy right now? It, I do in draft. I do in drafts. I had him last year. We talked about this. He's the most frustrating guy ever. But at the same time, I think with Wilson and the need for finally having an elite talent, I, I do. But I wouldn't be the one. I wouldn't okay. take him that high. But I, I, I think. But, but you think he's? I, mean, I would probably take. I think I would probably take. Ol, I want Olson on my team and going higher, reaching for him more than I want to have. But Jimmy but Graham doing, on my team and 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 reaching. What are your tiers? Where do you have him in your tiers right now? I mean, I, I definitely have Graham ahead of Olsen. Graham at two? Yeah. Okay, how about you? Travis Kelsey at two. And you have Graham at three? Yeah. Okay. And so, I have Olsen at three. But, and, this, and I have Graham at two, but, but I, and I, here's the point that I, was, I wanted to get to, is that no longer is do any of us believe that, uh, well, unless Brady is gone for four games, which we don't believe that's necessarily going to be the case either, that Gronkowski, and I'll take Gronkowski in 12 games that he's still Trump. What Graham will, will do in, in 16. Mm-hmm. So the separation that used to be so close between Graham and Gronkowski is no longer close. What's close is Graham at number two to everybody else that's chasing him at three and four, which is Kelsey and, and Olsen, my belief. You know, that's where I think it is. So the problem why he's a bust, and I think this is what it is, people are looking at it, oh, well, I can get Graham as a third round value. Well, is it a value? Because like you said, D-Rex, is he really doing going to do what he did in in New Orleans? You know, maybe maybe if he starts doing it in preseason. In moments, in moments, I think he is. I think there are going to be some huge games out of him. 
We just don't know. We don't know. It, they could. It could be the next. They could be use this guy like you've never seen in your entire life, and it could be disgusting. But I'm not gonna take. I. I, I don't. He's going too high for my blood. Here's the other the thing you mentioned: gamble. Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, these other type of guys that you can get there. I, I think I'd rather have those guys and grab one of those other tight ends that are even still, you know, five through through ten, and then know that I can get Kobe Fleener at the end of a, at the end of the draft because he's his ADP is 18th the position. Yeah, here's the thing. You know, Kelsey and Olsen are going 48 and 49 overall, so 23 spots after Jimmy Graham, and you're thinking, yeah, I could have the combination of T.Y. Hilton and Travis Kelsey. Or I can have the combination of Jimmy Graham and Julian Edelman. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That, that's, fair enough, that, fair sounded, that sounded sexy as fuck, right? <laughs> I, I just banged Edelman. Doesn't mean you want a championship. <laughs> well, I just think about what it does. Because, again, are you getting... Because still in the third round, it's still a reach for a tight end. And so that is, it's going to be a bust for your team because... I, I, we did our mock draft, and I think I got Jimmy Graham. Did I take him in the second round at that point in time? I hated the team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I hated like, the team. That's all you need to know. Because and, I, was, and I stretched, I think, in that one on an oh, No, you got Olsen, I think, as well in that one. No, no I didn't. No, you I did. stretched yeah. on an Olsen, and I love that team. See, right. So, I love that team because I know that he's going to bring. He's going to do the same Olsen thing he does every year. In Problem the fifth, is, in the fifth round, you got him in the third. Right. Well, I got him in the third, so I took yeah. him in the third. And a 10-team ten, ten league, though. Right, but, but but still, it was it's like oh the value is there, but but I, I I think when you look at the the culmination of what your team ends up, that third round talent at the other positions is so much more important, especially with the wide receivers because that's like I think that's almost like with the so, super sweet spot where you always get these young up and comers that are still on the rise the T.Y. Hiltons and, and those type of guys. Your wide receiver one was Golden Tate. Right, that that hurts. And the same thing goes for what you're, you're that, talking about. That was my running back, running back team. Mm-hmm. That was, I went, I went uh, DeMarco. Murray, Hill, Jimmy Graham, Golden Tate, Sammy Watkins. So there's my Sammy Watkins. And the same thing happens on the flip side when you get the tight end that's a value tight end. And again, I'm not saying if Kelsey in the fifth round, I think it's a great pick, but it's not like it's not like getting him in this, this eighth or ninth round, but you find those value tight ends back a little bit deeper that score. Those are the teams that are just Bonafide. When you get an eighth or a ninth round tight end that, and he's no, a stud, no, that's it. Those that makes teams seasons. Yeah, I, I, it, I, I had those really years does. when it was uh, I had the Kellen Winslow when he had the blow up year, got him in the ninth. round. I got round. Jimmy Graham in the ninth I, round one year. I got uh, the year, his it, first year, ninth it, round is like my. And they're always there. There's always guys that have that that yeah. potential at that point in time. And the, and again, unless you're reaching for Gronkowski, and even then, it still hurts your team because you you, you need him to be there every week. I took Gronk in one of those mocks in the second round. Again, I think I like the team, but it's like, if you're rolling your dice on friggin' Gronk, that guy has not been... Deflate nothing! <laughs> well, even now... I love the dude, but... It, 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 yeah. We're tight end conservative, and I don't think you can get Gronk at 11. I agree. I mean, that yeah. or 12 uh, where actually got him. I've seen him you, go... I've seen him go one... One, one overall? One overall on drafts. Wow, is that was the, was the draft team name in that mock? Uh, the Boston Beaners? No, it was just somebody trying a strategy that was take positional scarcity and you know apply it throughout the draft. Well, or think of it this way: look at all the, the you know, like we said, how many first round busts there always are. Maybe this is someone who's saying, "I don't want any running backs. 
you know what? I'll take my chances on the, on that rap picks where I can get either, you know. I kind of like it. it's fun. You only have to take if you take Gronk in the first round, you literally pr- pretty much only have to take one tight end. And then you fill the team from there. I don't like it. I would never do it. I would take You take Gronk, do not take another tight end. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Fact. You build your other strength. Right. Give yourself some more depth. Adam Schefter today said he thinks that they formalized, Brady formalized his appeal letters, been done by his lawyers. And uh, I think Giselle was helping out too. She's got it. She's really, got her team of lawyers on no, it? No. Her personally. <laughs> her personally. Oh. Like, come on, guys. You can't. Tom can't do his legal, too. He can't throw the ball and catch the ball. Um, <laughs> but basically, Schefter's like, he's not missing any games. When I uh, buy my wife, mm-hmm. um, at the start, she was uh, cook good, her vagine worked well, and she's strong on plow. But after three years, when she was uh, 15, then uh, she become weak, her voice become a deep Borat, Borat. Uh, she uh, receive a hair on her chest and her vagine hang like slave of wizard. Oh, jeez. How do I know that uh, this jeez. will not happen with the car? <laughs> I love it. The sleeve like a wizard is one of the best ones of all time. Oh my god. Three years later, at 15. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, God. Good stuff. Well, Tom Brady, if you bought your wife, great. Because your wife makes friggin' what? What do we say there? $47 million last $47 year? $47 million a year. That pre-taxes. Oh, good times. Good times. All right, let's go to, let's go to another quarterback while we're sitting in that, in that spot and do uh, Drew Brees. He's the five, fifth QB going ADP, 40th overall. What are your thoughts with the Drew Brees 40th overall? Well, I'm on the bust. I, I, I don't. Same type of reasons that I was giving you with um, Peyton Manning as far as the age and you're seeing some diminishing returns as far as uh, his skill set right now. The organization has, has given you a red flag when they uh, go out and they sign. Who did they sign? It was a Garrett Grayson that they signed. And um, I you also, have to draft him to sign. Well, drafted him, but uh, <laughs> the other the point is being that last year they they sat at the second half of the of the season and the whole upper management realized that, that they had waited too long to find a replacement for Drew Brees and 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 the time had come. So part of that was okay. Well, we need to get an extra first round pick, and that's why it was a changing of philosophy. I look at the fact that you trade away Jimmy Graham, you take away Drew Brees' biggest target. He, Drew Brees uh, had come out and said how horrible, pissed off he was when that when that happened. They bring in Max Unger. They're trying to rebuild that offensive line. The belief that I have is that it's going to be more of a, a balance where it's going to be Mark Ingram, who is probably another guy that we can probably talk about after him, because uh, it, it, and it's interesting because it, you, you can go either way. Because I know Staggs is on the other side of Drew Brees, and I'm on the other side of, of Mark Ingram. So. He believes that Ingram's a bust, and I believe that that Breeze is the bust. So, I, I just I don't and I don't like the fact that Brandon Cooks, who got injured at the end of last year, who um, middle of last year, yeah, right, the week ten I think it was. So, here's a guy that I I love his potential, but if you're going to tell me that here's a guy that's under six feet that is going to be the number one wide receiver on this team, and he's going to have to shoulder the load of always, you know. He's going to have to show that he is an ultimate mismatch and the, the guy that I know you believe he is for Drew Brees to be successful. You got anything there? 
uh, I'm just not believing in Drew Brees blowing up that badly. Uh, I'm tempering expectations. Uh, I'm thinking he's going to, you know, people say he's going to get 10 attempts less a game. I think it'll be more like five. So over the course of a season, that's like, what, 80? Um, so you're thinking uh, things like that. You know, he's going to get, he's still going to get his attempts. And he finished as what? Last season was QB5. So he finished last season where he's sort of being ranked. And even though he didn't have a great season last year, you know, Cooks was out for those, you know, but we'll call it half a season. Uh, and also he didn't really develop uh, that long sort of deep pass game until four or five weeks in. Uh, Marcus Colston still a steady veteran uh, presence. Josh Hill's an intriguing matchup, uh, threats, and you know you've got uh, C.J. Spiller to exploit as a pass catching runner, who's your best pass catching back since Darren Sproles, yeah, which was only a short time ago. He's better than Sproles. Potentially. As, a, as an overall player. As, as an, an overall, overall player, player. I don't know. But I don't know not as just a pure or... pass catcher. Oh, I get overall so, player. I think he's got you know the ability to make some extra plays for Drew Brees on dump off passes to hey from the Pierre Thomas non breakaway and hey I'm gonna get you 15 yards to CJ Spiller breaking off 70 yard screen passes. I think he's another guy. I think a lot of these older guys are realizing this. They've been throwing all season. They get to be so good by practice, practice, playing, throwing every day. It's like I think in the last couple of years, guys like Manning, probably Brady's seems like. He, He's never really seems to lose it, but Breeze. I think they just realize now. That I just need more rest in the off season after whether what whatever happens. <laughs> I need to do a little rest. I'm getting older. I can't be trying to up my game via practicing every day. I've got to do it more cerebrally. And I think hopefully for the upside of Drew Breeze. And I don't know. Again, a lot of these players. And I hope I hope I don't sound like a wuss that I Drew Breeze right now. I. I do I think he's fifth quarterback? I, I I would probably miss that window. I'd probably go higher on the quarterback if that's the way I go with it, or wait longer. But I think he is a guy through rest that could be just fine this year. And agree, could what? Why? Why do you think a guy that has more five thousand yards than anybody, more fantasy points than any quarterback over the last six years, um, that he wouldn't be able to be good, really good? Yeah, I, I mean, I, he can be good. I just, I, I think I, I'm not sure exactly where I have him on my tiers, but I think he's probably like around seven or eight for me, um, off my, off the top of my head. And, and the other reason is, look, they did also trade away Kenny Stills. This is, it almost seems Who to me. Breeze made Stills, I think. Well, maybe so, but at the same time, you know, now you're counting on Nick Toon. So again, another unproven commodity. What it's, what it smells like to me from the outside looking in. You know, and I'm not privy to what is going on in New Orleans and what they actually believe about their team, but what it stinks of to me is they think that their window has passed them, and that's why they trade away Jimmy Graham. They're saying, you know what? They see diminishing returns there. They're saying everything that we thought we had is kind of blown up in our face right now. And I think, I think he's a locker room. He was a locker room. That may be. Well, but but Breeze has come out and he he was extremely pissed off when they got rid of him. Well, he was he was surprised. I don't think you've ever heard Drew Brees say that he's pissed off. Okay, well then, He surprise. was surprised. They didn't let him know about it. He was gone. I was surprised. If he was pissed off, he'd be like, what the... He would, on Twitter, he's active there, he'd be like, what the... WTF. I don't think... I think he... I think he's another kind of story where it's like, 
addition by subtraction. But but you At also look. The eyes didn't they? Race. Who was there? Didn't they draft a big uh, offensive tackle with their first pick? Um, uh, Andrews Pete. Yeah. Pete. Pete. Right. So they keep adding to the line. It's about protecting um, Breeze, but it's also about I think that they're trying to to morph themselves into more of a run oriented uh, team because in case. Breeze gets hurt or whatever. We need to bring someone in. It's easier for a young quarterback to go into a team that is a more run-oriented offense than the one that is a dynamic, weird passing offense that the, the Saints have been over the last five years. If he's going QB5, where do you think his final rank, uh, ranking will be at, at the quarterback position at the end of the season? I mean, I'm, Based I'm, on your projections. I'm thinking he's like 7 or 8. What do you think? QB5. I think he's QB5. <laughs> I totally agree. I think... I kind of agree. Do I want to take him first pick in the fourth round in a 10-man league? No. But at the end of the day, if I do take him, again, and we've been talking about this a lot, and this is kind of good stuff because I do have to find with the with the, the, the ceiling guys that you go and trying to make, take these risks, do I think he's going to be the fifth QB? Yeah. Well, you kind of a sl- and I had him last year, but you want to know when I took him? Was that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Had him. Took him first overall. Yeah. Because he had had... Literally, he's the only quarterback that had like three. He'd averaged like 450 points in this league for five years straight. No one was even close. So you just say, "All right, we're gonna take it." And he still ended up as the third QB, but it was a it was a terrible pick. Well, here, I mean, just he's yeah. gonna end. I, I feel like he'll, he'll end where his ADP is. Well, and here's what I'm, where I have him. Well, I say is lower. The five is probably my ceiling. I can't see him being higher than five. I- Here's the thing. I think he's I five all day. I agree. Five all day. I don't think he's <coughs> two. Top, top two. I agree. He could be four. He could be six. I think he's right in that range, and that's the sweet spot. Uh, here, Here's the thing. They ran nearly 1,100 plays last season. 63% were pass plays. So I've already said I'm conceding 80, 80 throws, and I still think he finishes as a top five QB in a bit of a Romo-like efficiency uh, uh, fashion, right? So... Yeah, he still throws it 58% of the time, and it's good news all around. And remember why we loved him so much. In his best seasons, you're like, how does he do this with so no talent? I mean, Jimmy Grant, Jimmy Jimmy came in Robert you know Beecher. three four years ago, but he was better as at distributing the ball and having more yards and having a big season before he was supposed to go to Jimmy well, over the last three. Well, years. he made because he made because he was great with the deep pass. So the Devin Henderson, him adding, hit he's the, still going to be. He can know, still do that. He still goes deep. The, the guy player. you said that they're going to miss, Kenny Stills. He's good because Drew Brees is somehow with that noodle arm awesome at the deep pass to a guy like Kenny Stills. Because shotgun, one step, chuck it. Chuck he, it. he doesn't wait for and the guy to get arc, yeah, yeah. Arc, He doesn't wait for the guy to get now, down the field. He just chucks it and then that's it. That's going to be the interesting thing, though, just to see how much are they going to go away from shotgun. Are they going to, you know. No. Because Drew Brees is not a guy that you that that normally you see under center, and, and why, why would they, you they change? Never, why, yeah, why would you change? That's not what they're going to change. Why would you change? Well, they're gonna, what they're going to do is it's, it's like going to go more of a zone running running attack. Yeah, or, out of yeah. the shotgun. Right. So <laughs> I, and a lot and a lot of. But double, I, I, I just don't think that it's going to be like where you're saying it's fifty eight percent. I think they're going to be more of like closer to fifty five percent. The league average last season was fifty eight. So I don't give me that. I, 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 I'm giving you that based on what they did in the that, draft. They that's, built that's on the line. They, they, they traded for for Unger. It's they. I, it's to me. It spells that this is. This is a team that looked at so how bad they were on defense last year. And they say, look, we need to run the ball. We need to control the clock. We need to keep our defense off the field. 
So yeah, I, I, I do believe that. But he's agreeing. I, I think you guys are both right. It's going down. But it's not. they're not going to be a running team. No. They're not. Right, so talk about, say, talk about Mark Ingram thing. now, then. Let's get it yeah, out of the way. Yeah, you guys are saying the same thing. Just have your uh, projections off a little bit. Well, because we're differing on, on this. So I believe that Mark Ingram is not a bust. Go. All right. Because I believe everything that I'm saying, that they built this line. All these things point to it. I know. Listen, Mark Ingram is, is, is nothing in PPR. He's not going to give you. He'll give you six catches on the year. It's going to be an <laughs> Alfred Morris-esque Type receiving season. You keep hating on him, and he had like 22 catches last season. Well, hey, it makes it. You're building my case for me even more. I don't care about that part. He what? built your case earlier with the whole uh, with the whole Marshawn Lynch one yard more with an Unger in there too. There you go, too. Right. So here and adding the adding the Austin Pete onto it as well. I believe that there's going to be a much more of a focus to that running game. I really think that they want to again control the clock. And here's a guy that you can trust in the red zone. And we saw, you know, he ran angry and well last year. Important thing to know is Mark Ingram is running back 13. Yes. So overall right now, Mark Ingram is 32. That oh, he's never... You liked him a lot more last year when you drafted him in the 15th round, didn't you, Newton? There you go. <laughs> I, 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 I probably drafted him in one league in probably about the 5th or 6th round. And he hooked me up the first four weeks. Then broke his hand... And then spottingly did pretty good when he came back. But yeah, I liked him last year a lot, and he he, he paid off other than injury. Right now, I don't feel like that's value. I just don't feel like that's value. And if Houdini's right, and they're running the, the crap out of the ball, and he stays healthy and gets a ton of touches, hey amen. He could have a great, great season. He's got talent. We've seen it. We know now after last year and a little bit of the year before, this is a talented running back. Three years ago, four years ago, we we're like, God, this guy's a another Heisman gone bust in the NFL. Okay, let's talk. Is he going to stay healthy? It, that, that's the real question. I mean, I, I just don't believe in his health uh, for an entire season. Uh, I don't see any way that he stays healthy for the entire season. He played 13 games last season uh, and had, had his career high in touches by far, caught 29 passes, so I gave him a little less credit it's than he even more. But he only averaged five yards a catch, so he shouldn't be catching passes. This is the real thing. He shouldn't. Well, be. right, right. Uh, and he won't have to with with what they've added to the to their offense. So, but but you're really saying it's just because of injury, though. The thing is, I think he gets 12, 250 carries, and he gets probably like a thousand yards. Like, he averages four, maybe 4.5 yards a carry tops. Last year, he averaged 4.3. The year before that, he averaged 4.9 in limited touches. But, and also, he had a career high in touchdowns last season of nine. So, you know, having him at running back 12 is projecting him four, you know, what, double-digit touchdowns and 10, you know, 1,100 or so yards. Well, see, here's the thing. When you're looking at where he's, where that puts him at, the belt, at that running back position, right? I'm, I'm saying this, that, you know, last year was the first year that he had you know, over 200 t- uh, carries in, in a season. I, 250? I think that's probably, I, I think it might even be, I think that's probably fair. 250 to 270, I think that's, that's where... So that's that was, 25 extra carries, right? Yeah. So, so, one, one, so, one, so now we're taking, per game. where are those other 100... Car- uh, throws from Drew Brees coming from. Well, see, no, I don't think that they're going to pass as much. That's where we're both on different ends of the That's spectrum. what I'm saying, but yeah. they're only giving the ball Ingram 25 times more. Where are the other 100 passes that Drew Brees is giving up going? Well, because I just don't think that 
I, I don't believe... I like Ingram. I don't believe that they're going to make him the 320-carry feature back. I think he's two, 250, high-end 280, 290 at the high, high-end if he stays healthy. But what he's going to give you, which is I think is going to give you 1,200, could give you 1,300 yards because he's going to break some, some open with the, the offensive line that he's going to have now that he didn't have before. And the way he's going to give you is touchdowns. Showed you last year. Gave you nine. You know, here's a guy that, and what all it takes in fantasy, you score the touchdowns, and if they're, if he gives you 13, golden. Oh, oh, gives you 12, give me 11, golden. So we're saying he's getting 250 to 280 carries. So you clearly think he's averaging more than five yards a carry. 200, well, well, give me the math on it. So 250 to 1250, right? It's five yards a carry? Mm hmm. So. I'm an, I'm an English 250, major here, so. 250 is equal to 1,250 yards at five yards a carry. So I'm thinking he's going to average 4.4 yards a carry. Okay. So yeah, so I'm, I'm saying I'm saying at 250 now that gives me I'm going to get I'm saying 1,100 to 1,300 yards. If he's going to get 280, yeah, he's going to get at the 4.4, he'll get the 1,300 yards. I just. I don't. I don't like playing the math. We're trying to give the <laughs> exact predictions on, on on yards, but I I like what they have. Touchdowns are going to be double digits for him. I definitely see eleven hundred plus yards. Here's the thing. We keep talking about it. Like Drew Brees has given up all this hundred and twenty throws, but they're not going to Ingram and they're not going to C.J. Spiller. So he's going to keep throwing it. <laughs> Fair enough. I like you got. We got to keep tabs on this throughout the season. I think. Some bets are in order for next week's I mean, podcast. I'm, I'm not. We'll just have an all bet podcast. Let's do it. This will be much more. That is. That is. Oh, here great. Let's put all the bets on the ta- All bets this out. This is the last of our next. All bets podcast. out. Yeah. We don't have next week's podcast. It's going to be betting. We're just going to bet on everything. <laughs> Bring the money. Bring your checks. Bring your checks. I'm not kidding. Bring your checks. Bring we'll the money. We'll, we'll, we'll just, the we'll just have a tab, and I'll pay off. I only think it was fifty bucks, but I'll pay off the cooks bets to you guys. But I think it's bogus because I know the way I bet, and I would have said barring injury. But I don't have time to go look, listen to 700 hours of podcast to find that needle in a haystack. So I'll just give the, I'll, I'll relinquish the hundred dollars. Here's the thing: I'm like 26 years old, right? So I don't have a lot of money, but I'll do dumb shit. So if you guys got embarrassing bets that you want to do on camera from Pyro Pro fans, this guy. You're, like, what is that? Like eating a stick of butter? Yeah, I need to stick. <laughs> Stag do is for for anything. I'm just watching my figure a little bit right now, but luckily I got a whole year to pay it off. Okay, so you know, you so know, would you, no, would you do like my 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 roommate in college, superstar Dan Craig? Would you do the superstar Dan Craig challenge, which is he would he would sit with uh, four cans of tuna and a, and a jar of mayonnaise, oh, and just tuna mayonnaise, tuna mayonnaise, four cans. Maybe it can. Oh my god! <laughs> no, what we're gonna do? You know, the big craze in the Asia is is uh, Frank, McDonald's French He's in fry Korea. French fry tables. You buy enough fries, and everyone puts all the French fries on the table. If you listeners haven't seen this, Google it. And there's in McDonald's, gross that you got your food sitting on the table, with like literally mounds. So like, it looks like forty pounds of French fries, and they just sit there and they eat the fucking shit. <laughs> okay, now here's the real. I gotta say this though. Did you see the Japanese game show 
of of the two girls with the with the cockroach, cockroach and, and back and forth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I'll check that it's out. It's called Two Girls One Cup. If you haven't seen it. Two girls, one cockroach. <laughs> here's here's the real thing. Uh, I will tally up all my bets against you guys, and if I win, we'll figure out something. But if I lose, we'll get a pyro tattoo or something. I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> I don't believe yeah, in tattoos. What I would do, I would do it with that one dude that has like. With, uh, face tattoo? A face pyro face tattoo? No. So one guy's I, got the ride I out. still have to work with, like, in, in the corporate America, so let's go. <laughs> no, no. no. I don't want you to have to have any mistake tattoo. A pyro tramp stamp? <laughs> that I want. That I want. A pyro tramp stamp, I want. I, You'll do that, it? I'll if do it. Know, okay, it's I'll not just one bets. bet. No, it's got to be, like, yeah, the tally of uh-huh. all the bets we I make. Like okay. I like it. Right. I'm not putting a tattoo anywhere on my body. <laughs> uh, just let, let you know. But a pyro tramp stamp. Well, what we have on the, the shirt. Logo, the logo. The round this logo. Big, oh, this big. This big, right? That if I lose. Epic. Okay, good. That's next week's podcast. I'm writing it down right All now. bets are off. All bets are off. I say to that, Valverde. Although Kazakhstan is a glorious country, it has a problem too. Economic, social, and Jew. That was for me. That was for you. Good. Good. Oh, I got it. All right, let's move on to this. Can we talk about a guy I hate all of a sudden? And it's all because of Amir Abdullah. Can we talk about Joyke Bell a little bit? Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Start it out. I mean, 3.9 career yards per carry average. So, we're talking Mark Ingram, his first two years in the league. Uh, and, you know, just unless he gets the volume of 300-plus touches, you're not going to see 1,000-plus, you know, total yards again. And could he see uh, 300 total touches again next year? Absolutely. I mean, he finished last year as a running back 14 and got 278 touches. Uh, so he got a high volume, and he definitely saw a reduction in his passing game last season after catching 52 and 53 passes the year before. I just don't think that this guy's ever going to give you more than 1,200 yards and close to eight touchdowns. Well, if he gave you twelve hundred yards, that'd be great. I mean, he only... total yards. Okay, total. If he only gave you eight hundred and sixty rushing last year, you know, he did run the ball extremely well down the stretch. He he didn't he well he averaged three point nine in the season. He averaged closer to five, you know, four point eight five yards a, a carry over the last four games. So, um, but I agree. You know, here's a guy that is is George Bell. Something that's that, that is that great? He's running back twenty one right now. Right, I mean, you're gonna tell me he's an RB two on your on your fantasy team in a ten I, man? I find that even, even even in a fourteen man league, almost. I, I think it's hard to believe that, that that guy's getting drafted like that. It's because he won people championships last year. Uh, down the stretch, twenty two point seven, twenty five point three, ten point three, fourteen point seven in standard scoring, and you know I. Thank you, Joyke Bell, last season because you won me some money in some fan duel as my running back too. You thank were you were th- hot on him in that for sure. I remember that. Thank you for your thank you for your donation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. But I'm not gonna get caught up on you. But I'm not gonna forward. get you're not gonna be on my every man, you know, every redraft roster next season, especially with Amir Abdullah, a younger, not quite as fast in the top end speed. But an elite athlete in space in Reggie Bush type role coming in. In Reggie Bush role. See, this is the thing where I, I don't know how it hurts Drake Bell. 
Amir Abdullah. Do you remember when I like Reggie Amir Bush? Abdullah. Do you remember when Reggie Bush was the starter over Joyk Bell to begin last season and the season before that? Right. Because that's what Amir Abdullah is going to do. Amir, Amir Abdullah is better than Reggie Bush. But let's 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 be clear. Amir Abdullah is an undersized guy. This is five foot eight. Okay. This is Darren Sproles type size. Five foot eight and one hundred ninety-eight pounds. Darren Sproles pushing five six. That's All true. right. That's fine. true. Maurice, how tall is Maurice Jones? He was still five ten, right? No, he was a five-eight-five-six guy. But, it, but he was two hundred and twenty-something pounds. Yeah. This is one hundred and ninety-eight pounds. This is a guy that you know. How many times do you see? I I, I will harken back. Terrell Suggs hitting Dre Archer in the game. Dre Archer crumbles as soon as he sees Dre the Archer's guy. one seventy-five. I understand, but this is. He's going to have to, if, if, if Amir Abdullah is going to survive in the NFL, he's going to have to go against those type of guys all the time. Now, if he if he needs to become more of a, a bowling ballish type guy, which is why I just don't think it, it hurts George Bell as much. I still agree, though. George Bell is not a 21 overall running back. This is not, not a guy that, 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 you know, that there's not as much ceiling here. There is so much more floor and basement. And he, and he can't stay healthy. This right. is not a guy. So there's more yeah. floor basement sellers and, 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 and sub-sellers. And you could know he was going to be able to be playing in your lineup on a weekly basis. It's a different story. But this guy's brittle, always gets banged up every, every game. I can't think of a guy more than in sports other than like a Dwayne Wade maybe that just seems, or a Derrick Rose, sorry, uh, that seems every, every once in a while it's just like is in major pain. You're like, oh, brother. <laughs> I mean, he's like run DMP, lingering, lingering issues like every week. Like you're checking up on him. It's like, is he in? Is he out? Is, is well, he, he's more of a gamer than just run DMP. Is he, is he questionable? Is he questionable? Because he's always questionable. Like it's like, is he get fly? Is he get fly? He in? He in? He in? I I I, I don't know. And I, it's just not something I like to deal with. And you he, sounded like Jameis Winston right there. Just so you know. Oh, yo boy. <laughs> yo boy. What do you, hey, quick question, just to decide. What do you think about Bobby Bowden's comments? He's an embarrassment off the field? What do yeah, you think about that? Couldn't agree with you more. No, he didn't just say off the field. No, he said two, yes. two four Pe- state. People took his quotes out of context. Okay. His exact quote was, uh, he was an embarrassment to Florida State off the field. That was his exact quote. Right? That's an embarrassment so, to so, Florida State. Though. So people cut that quote short to say he was an embarrassment to Florida State. And he was not an embarrassment to that football program because he bought them no, a national championship. he wasn't embarrassed. See, you misread it because here's the thing. He's Bobby Bowden. He's, part of, he's still part of the college. So when he says, and I don't care if he qualifies as off the field, that's an embarrassment to Florida State. Because if he... Bobby Bowden, the winning, the second win. Now, oh, actually, he no. was giving him. He was giving him. Actually, now the winning. He's actually now the winning as coach, right? In college football history, now. I don't know. I thought they gave some this. Joe Paterno's back. Did they give some back? I don't know. Regardless, this is this is the icon of Florida State football. Said that the guy's an embarrassment. Whether he said it on the field or off the field, it doesn't matter. He says he's a hell of a talent. Now, Lovey Smith shot back at him. What he did? Yeah, he came out and just said, "Wait, Lovey you know, Smith knows how to talk." <laughs> this is why Lovey Smith is going to be the, the best Morris coach. I'm happy. That, I'm, I've never been happier, which I never thought I would say that that Lovey Smith is Jameis Winston's coach. But in this regard, I think it is number one that he's also African American. What did he say? What did he say? He, he uh, I, I, like, I don't, I, my phone's off, so All I can't right. give you the exact quote. But he basically said, "I can't believe that Bobby Bowden would say that." You know, this is a young man. You know, who, who's trying to, to, to make the right pass. We don't find him to be a disappointment at all. He basically just, 
what is Lovey Smith known as when he was in Chicago? He is a player's coach. I was hoping you were going to say, verbatim, um, Lovey Smith said, fuck her in the da- right in the damn pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's swearing a lot tonight. Val Verde. A place uh, is possible make a shift your house immediately if very urgent to have a problem, please. All right, we got we got we got a couple of Facebook questions. We got some late late uh, openers coming in here. So people want to. Uh, Chris Resendez wants to know about Jordy Nelson after hip surgery. He's got some keeper concerns. I've got no concerns. Who do you need? Jordy Nelson after hip surgery. I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm not concerned. Not you concerned. Know, this is D Rex. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really concerned. I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned more that they've actually got Devontae Adams as a better player than they've had as the third fiddle. So for for Jordy, I'm down a little bit on him because I don't know if the magic with that with that hip surgery is going in those big plays and those kind of like oh my god, you are outstanding. Well, How do you do that with that? Yeah. And I don't. I think that there's so many parts going around, and we talked about even Lacey earlier. I feel like there's a lot of mouths to feed, and I think Jordy Nelson will happily, and that's why this team's awesome and a Super Bowl contender, happily have a lesser year or a lesser role than maybe, not role, but not, not be as prolific as he's been over the course of the last three years. Here's what maybe. He doesn't care. He just wants a championship. Maybe they take it easier on him at the beginning of the year, right? So he's slower. So then he immediately at that point in time becomes one of the guys that I covet for, in a trade, uh, yeah. you know, because the person who's going to draft him is going to be upset. Before you continue on, let me let me say what I'm drinking tonight. Yeah. Uh, I am drinking, because it's the ride of the tiger, it's the thrill of the beer. From Great Lakes Brewing Company, Rye of the Tiger IPA. So this is a, a real nice Rye India Pale Ale. Uh, they have their uh, Commodore Perry one as well. I find, I, And I like really hoppy stuff, but that, this is just a nice, smooth IPA. Big fan. Yeah, great Lakes nice, is, a, is nice. a great brewing company also. I've got some uh, Ice Mountain. And I'm being told I need to drink Fiji, but I can get like a 24 case of Ice Mountain for the same price of one Fiji. Yeah. So. <laughs> a lot less crackling with the Fiji. But we're happy We're happy that you're drinking water and that we're... We're happy you're some healthy. Val, some Valverdes. <laughs> okay, let's go back to one more question off Facebook. Sure. Uh, let's see. Abdullah L. Latif wants to know about the Joyke Bell, Amir Abdullah situation, which we just discussed. But he's got a second part of his question. Julius Randle and a possible bust of Darren McFadden. Well, I think it's... How do you call Darren McFadden a possible bust? The guy's kind of probably been a bust his entire career, so... Well, now he's just storming up, slowly well, no, storming up and up draft boards. Right, well, here's the thing. This is what's going to be interesting, because right now he's still a sleeper. Right? Yep. So, we talked about him last week. Exactly. And if it's this is one of those guys that I can easily see, and this is this is what happens, Al, is that you're gonna get Darren McFadden have a seventy yard run out of four carries in the first uh, preseason game. Then he's gonna have another big run in another game, and then all of a sudden he's just gonna start vaulting up those charts. Running back eighteen. And then you're like, What the hell just happened? And this is the thing How did I spend five hundred dollars at the strip club again? How did I join my five hundred or thousand dollar league and draft uh, Darren McFadden as my, as my running back two or running back one if I went wide receiver quarterback with my first two picks? I don't, I, you know, I, I I like him if he stays at a lower value. And, I, and, I, and again, 
You talk about an injury risk. That is just, he's the ultimate injury risk. Yeah, well, talking about spending money at strip clubs, um, uh, I went. We went. To is that the celebrate. worst you've ever done? Five hundred, by the way. Oh no. <laughs> we went to today. We went to celebrate not too long ago, and uh, one of my buddies. We, we were out real late. And my buddy texted me the next morning. I was like, "My wife loves me right now," and then another one's like, "Oh, I'm hurting." I'm like, "My wife was made a lot of money last night." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I like whichever Dallas running back is drafted lower. Just I, I don't want to pay the price for the first drafted Dallas running back. I just don't want to do it. Well, where's the Fed going? Right? That's, What's his ADP right now? Right now, he was running back 34, right around player 100. I, I love that. 34 is great. If, if he stays there, not, if he starts creeping... He's going to be like, on my team in a lot. I might, be, I might have shit on my face over it, but if he... Play 16 He's going to keep storming up the I, I know though. I will. That's, that's the whole point. It, it's all there. Or he could also be one of those guys that he just still has never run with a good offense before. So maybe maybe he gets confused. He sees the big hole and he just runs into the back of his uh, offensive lineman because that's what he's used to doing. And, and stumbles in the preseason, right? So you, let, think, let, you think he's going to be no, like the guy let, who replaced him in Oakland? I, no, I'm saying it's, it's, it's going to be one of these things where... No, I don't think he's that bad. He, <laughs> he he's at least hit a hole before and actually exploited it. So I Me think too. with McFadden is that Lisa Ann. I, I, if he struggles in preseason, it's 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 better for him, right? And I oh, and I feel and I, and I and I like drafting. It's better for us. It, you're right because I still think he'll be good because I know what that offensive line can do. Um, what's their strength of schedule? I, I think it's a, it's a pretty decent strength of schedule for them too. So middle of the road. They're the road. Four, 14th. So for they're the right. for the number one yeah. offensive line in, yeah. in football. It's good. It's not. Yeah, it's good. not. A, it's not a. It's not a deterrent. So I almost say like you know when you say whichever one's drafted higher, as long as he's not drafted too high, and either way, if he is, no matter what, Joseph Randall, yeah, he's gonna have a chance to play because Jeremy McFadden is a huge injury risk, and Sweet. he's younger. Yeah. 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 And they haven't cut him yet. Sleeper City in that one, and yeah, right. he's done There's nothing but little sweetness. Uh, Ryan Williams. Sleeper city, like just the kind of guy that if injuries start happening and mounting up, he might just get that opportunity and it might something just might click there. I'm talking like last round pick flyer, or you know, he's a guy that you won't, you won't even have to go last round pick flyer. Oh, he's not, he won't get drafted. No, 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 it, it would suck if you have to if shit happens. As long as you can have enough waiver wire pickups, like you're not limited in your waiver wire pickups, he's just one of those guys that I think you just have immediately but, but on the radar. Claims. There's claims where you want someone and finally the opportunity comes, you're like, uh, I picked up the number one think- guy last week, so now I'm numbered, I'm numbered eight in the list. And he has a big week, and I don't think, goes, I, that I don't goes down with the knee injury. You don't get him. Yeah, but I don't know that he's going to get those touches early enough that, that it's going I agree. to... I agree. I agree. And I, and I, I'm, I'm, I agree. Not, I'm not the type of, of, of fancy right. that wants to, to have a, a, a valuable spot on my potential one that player I can start filled with. I have, I'm in a 24 draft. Oh, that's rounds. a lot of rounds. But hold on. But at the same time, I do this every year. I'll take like those three. My last three picks will be these like risk or reward picks. And I drop them by week four anyways because they haven't done that. In a lot of cases, they do hit later on. You're like, I knew I should just hold on to them for another eight well, weeks, but you can't do it. You no, know, no, here's, here's my point. This, this is why. This is why I say that. That's why I say this. You don't draft them because you, here's what invariably ends up happening. Every guy that I've ever done the same thing with, the flyer guy that I like, and then he does nothing for the first five weeks. Well, and I've been holding a roster spot, and I go, I need somebody right now because I'm yeah. into bye weeks. 
Yeah. Right? And so I drop him. And then someone and then I can't pick him up for two weeks or whatever because of he was on my team and I don't I don't have rights to pick him up in the next uh, uh, pickup. Someone else grabs him and then I don't get that benefit and I go, man, if I would have just been the idiot who didn't draft him, just knew about him and waited for him and, and scooped. And then there's the Christine Michaels who you keep on your team for 16 weeks, yeah. the last three years in a row, and you're like, I hate this guy. <laughs> you know what? And that's another reason why I like Marshawn Lynch from our conversation earlier. What else do they have there? It's still just Turbin and him. I know. All right, what are we, are we, should we move on to another player? Why not? Yeah, Let's sure. do it. C.J. Anderson, RB10 right now. He's overall 18, so, you know, 10-man league. This guy is going, this guy is going at the end of the second round. He's basically like that thoughts? guy that's like just off, like, he's like the, the line of demarcation. Uh, the, the, the Mason Dixon line. Ding, ding, ding. Continental divide. Right, where it all drops off. Like, that is like the major teardrop, and then that's where my guy Mark Ingram is the next guy that's sitting up there. So, this is where that drop-off is. Where we're saying Mark Ingram, uh, 1,100, maybe 1,200 at the high end. C.J. Anderson at the high end can go 1,500 yards. So you're, you're, you're saying you've got to be willing to take the risk on the guy. Here's the story. thing. He's the biggest I like the way he starts every, he start, every comment that he's got. Here's, here's the, the thing. thing. Here's the thing. Gonna, are we playing that? Is we, that going to be the stature? Here's the thing. It yeah, is. That I'll is get that right thing. over my pyro. TM it. TM it. TM it. Come on, baby. Okay. So, Come on, Johnny Football. Here's the thing. I agree with Houdini. Oh, holy shit. Wait, hold on. Hold I don't on. swear. Hold on. Holy hold on. shit. Hold on. High five. Hold on. No way. This is me Xerxes, right? We have exercise the demons. Woo. So, here's how I think of it. Uh, it's kind of like. Hold on, no. You get, you get. For, for your, for your agreeing with me. I'm gonna get good sound. This is Natalia. She is my sister. She is number four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. You pay? Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Okay, so why I agree is after CJ Anderson, there just seems to be a huge talent drop off. With my team, if I don't get a top 11 running back and a top 8 wide receiver, I would literally like to cry myself to sleep at night. Uh, so in the first or second round, I'm drafting a running back no matter what. Uh, I'm not locking myself into automatically drafting one in the first round, and I'm not saying I'm going to draft him in the second round, but it's going to be either one or two. Uh, C.J. Anderson is the last running back, I believe, that can finish as wide rec- or as a running back one. He has the talent... Uh, and the opportunity and the system around him to where if none of these other running backs existed in a vacuum that he could finish with like crazy 2,000 total yards and you know double digit plus touchdowns. But here's the thing, it's not in a vacuum and there is other running backs and they want to get the other guys involved or so they said. You know, they've got the Hillman, and they've got the Monty Ball, who's number two on the depth chart as of right now, and who was said he was injured even when he started the season last year. Sleeper! And, and yeah, yeah. And who was initially... Super Wasn't sleeper. he initially the number five on the depth chart? Yeah. Who? Monty Ball? Monty Ball initially, they, they had said... Like, a year ago, he was number no, no, five he overall. Was, yeah, I, I was five overall. Oh, yeah, right. No, that's true. I, and I had him there, unfortunately. So, oh, me too. All those things, you got... If there were no other backs in this system, 
like the CJ Anderson love would be endless. Like I could push him up to being the number one overall pick in the draft. I have reasons to justify him being the number one overall pick in the draft. In terms of fantasy like points per touch, he was among the league leaders. He got the amount of touches. He had a solid yards per carry mark. Uh, the thing is, how much of this is Peyton Manning injury, and that's sort of the offense. But I think there's going to be a combination of what he can do in the pass game and what he can still do in the run game that's going to make him a... Kubiak. Yeah, Kubiak. This is where I wanted to go. What? What? Who did Kubiak have? Justin Forsett. Arian Foster. And Arian Foster. Oh, yeah. And Aaron both Foster. guys. Okay. You're going to use both of them here. And Neither were drafted. Okay. And what? What is? But what did they? Each of those guys get a lot of in Gary Kubiak's offense. How often did they use alternate backs in those offenses? Kubiak, like you know, where we talk about for Matt Forte, where we don't like him because John Fox is a guy that likes to use the two backs. Yeah. Gary Kubiak isn't. He's a guy that likes the load back. So to and get the lo- load back, so you just got to get the load back in the Denver offense, and you're golden. And, but in that situation, I'm telling you. Where balls go in ADP and where even Hillman, it's not a dumb idea. If you go, if you go, if you get, if you get yourself a, uh, an Anderson, uh, it's not a stupid idea to just say, you know what, I'm all in. Get Hillman, get ball. Yeah, and I, just ride I'm that, double ride handcuffing that almost. I might, I might do that. Ride that train. I mean, why not? Yeah, because at least for si- at least one of them, sixteen weeks, you're gonna have a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you'll miss the one bye week for Denver, but hey, you know you'll have to figure that out eventually. That's an all-in sort of strategy that I might be willing to pay for if I go high on C.J. Anderson. I just don't know that I, 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 I don't know where I'm drafting, so I could say I can get him or not. Here's the other thing too. Or wait, hold this on. Is, You're not allowed to say that. He trade he trademarked it. Here's here's the, here's the thing. Here's an idea. 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 Here's the other thing. Yeah, I did say this. Here's the thing. His is here's the other thing. I add honor. I'm an add honor. I'm 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 a pile of honor. So I look at it and say, you know what? Even if you miss on C.J. Anderson, I really like then the idea of Monte Ball, and here's why. Look at if he Gary Kubiak is going to. Force feed the ball to C.J. Anderson when they when they get into this situation. And he's getting like he was at that one point in the season. 25, 26, 27, all these carries a game. And then you all of a sudden, he had a couple games. The yards per carry started to drop. Here's a guy that's never had that much of a workload before. It can wear on you. Now, if it does, I love grabbing Monte Ball there at the end. If he is going to be that guy who ends up becoming that number two, and after he destroyed people's fantasy seasons last year... He is going to be easily available in the 13th, 14th, 15th round. That it's a great idea because, look, Gary Kubiak does this, and Monte Ball, what was he in college? The ultimate workhorse. Give me the ball 35 times a game in college. If he hadn't fumbled, I think, in either game one, I think it was game two last year at the one-yard line, Monte Ball, we might not even be talking about any of this. <laughs> Literally one play is not changed in the NFL, career. and that's true. They and, and I, I think Hillman's sick talent, and C.J. Anderson, you guys love him, and I think I've seen what he can do. Great talent, but if he had just on the first three games played up to his potential, not fumbled, not not been able to get into to the end zone on a one you know, from the one yard, it could have been it could have been it could have been a lot different. Yeah, yeah. 
shoot Project Almanac it and try to fix it and like try to fix the world. <laughs> are we going back in time? <laughs> if we Flux, can. Flux capacity. We are the world. I would definitely change. We so, are the children. See, I'm more of a hands across America kind of guy. Hmm. 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 Mm. You like the whole mm. hands, do you? I do. Mm. I do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Carlos Hyde. I wouldn't have thought that for a guy with such sweaty palms. Oh, I know. And Harry. And Harry. And Harry. And Harry. Harry. You yes. know what they say. Um, Here's what they Carlos say. Hyde. Here's what they say about you. These are Orkin, the town rapist. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> Orkin? Orkin? Orkin. Orkin. All right. Please remind me to... Please, please remember to call me Orkin at least one time down the road on this podcast. I'll know what it means if no one else does. Orkin man. <laughs> oh, the Orkin man. You can call the Orkin man. Oh, we call it Tom the Rapist. I like. I trademarked it already. Right. Like. I talked to my They're nice. He trademarked it. All right, we got a side. Is 14 at the running back position, ADP wise. He just went up. He's 13 now. Wow, 13. So that means what? 29, 28 overall. 29. 29 overall pick. I can't go in there. I can't do it. The Niners were a team that I was staying away from last year. Do I think they're going to be a lot better than people think? I think they're an 8-8 eight eight team. I think they could score a lot of fantasy points. I think Kaepernick could totally turn it around. I don't think any of this bodes well for a second year running back, no matter if Gore's there or not. It, might, it could pay off. I'm not going to find out with it on my team. That's too rich for my blood. Carlos Hyde... I can't, I can't buy into your, your operation now. I can't do it. Especially with Bush now being there. and I don't know. I don't know that Bush gave me because of his injury risk. It's You know what it seems to me? Carlos Hyde right now is just one of those guys that like is becoming like that sexy pick right now. Like People like were, were just wanting to like elevate him. Wanted, wanted to make it. Wanted Sleep to have, have him in his first Sleep breakout year. Right, like everyone's, breakout. everyone's kind of jumping on that bandwagon. I'm with you. I'm not on it because I look at it this way too. How how many times? Because San Francisco is going to be a bad team. How many times does a bad team have an amazing running back? Because you need to be ahead to run the ball. But how bad and do you think Carlos Hyde is not going to be eight and eight? What do you think they're going to be? That that defense and all the hits that they've taken, I'm I, I, I six and ten. Huh? Maybe five and eleven, and it, because you want to know what now it really puts the onus on, on Colin Kaepernick. This is where I think it also hurts Carlos Hyde because they're going to be behind. It's going to be they're going to need to throw. Colin Kaepernick's also going to need to do what run and and unbridle the guy and let him be what he was earlier yeah. in his career, and that's going to be the best chance for their success. Now, unless they're and how often did you tell me how often was he actually doing that option read type stuff? Uh, the the Pistol. Read option. Read option. How, in the last last two years. Not all that much. Not all that much because they ran those weird pistol offense. They ran the thing. pistol offense, right. the pistol power offense. So they were trying to get it to Gore in the you know power uh, run right behind, pulling a guard, and he's running behind four or so line. And they drafted another big uh, fullback for him this year, Mike Davis. Nah, Mike Davis is still a running back. But still, he he, he weighs like, as much as a fullback. I think, I think he maybe transitioned to the fullback role. I think in this offense, <sighs> I disagree because he was a elite, elite running back in college two years ago. He would have been a second round pick uh, had he came out two years ago. He would. There's 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 too many question marks for the Niners. I'm a fan. 
They, I think they're going to be better than you do, than you think they will be, Deanie. But they're, they're, there's no question. You don't know what you're going to get at this point. Colin Kaepernick could be the comeback player of the year this year. I think he's got that kind of possibility and potential. But at the same time, new system, a coach that definitely is not an offensive-minded guy whatsoever. A coach that it's I think whole, is going to be overwhelmed. It used to be an offensive, really geared, Harbaugh was quarterback's guy, and there's a lot of offense. You felt confident that this was a power-in-numbers type team. Well, Vic Fangio's gone, too, who's now with us. It's, it, there's just too many question marks for me to... Yeah, to pay the price of running back 13 is the real thing. He's been pushed so far up the rankings. Am I comfortable with him at like running back 20 or so? Of course. But running back 13 is way too rich for my blood. Let's see. He 29th has- overall pick. Carlos Hyde. How many fantasy points does he have in his life? This is the 29th. 62.1. Top 30 guy. This is the top 30 guy in this is, fantasy. This is all projection. fantasy points. It's a real, real big risk. It's a real big, big, big projection is what it is. And here's the thing. Yeah, here is the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He had three games with over 10 uh, touches last season. And, yeah, in those games combined, he averaged 2.4 yards a carry. You know, not very exciting. He hasn't really proven that he can carry the workload. And, you know, what's he going to do? As the season as a whole last year, he averaged four yards a carry. And we thought he was going to get that one game late in the season to where he was going to be the one running back. And we thought we were going to see that, but he went down with that injury as well. And maybe if I saw that for that one game and he had a 100-yard game or something, I'd be satisfied. But hey, his career high in rushing right now is 55 yards. I don't know where you guys have him in your tiers. Uh, He's currently my 24th rated running back. So, where it comes to, we're saying he's 13 now? 14, 29th overall. No, or you see, it readjusts. No, no, 13, yeah. 13 and he's 29th overall. Let's just say this. I've, this that could be like a negative gangbang Lisa Ann style. That is a big bust. Yeah. Big I, bust. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next. Uh, I'm going to do a quick pyro promo. And then we're going to talk about pyro pro. Uh as usually happens with development and kind of things with Pyro, it's running a little slower than possible. But here's the good news. Here's the silver lining. We hired our developer full-time. Woo-hoo! We hired him full-time. So instead of him moonlighting and uh, making things great, we love you. We love you, buddy. You're the greatest. But we hired you full-time, which is great news for Pyro. Um, we're going to be able to have things happening on our site and having a, a maturation and, and a progression for pyromaniac.com like we haven't been able to do so far. Uh, the bastard sent me an invoice for all the hours that he's been working on the last two months right before I hire him full-time. That kind of was a shot to the nut. But <laughs> <laughs> Stick it to but, you. Amen, dude. We're fired up to have you on full-time. You're awesome. Now we're going to be able to get a lot more done with Pyromaniac uh, just because we got you on it full-time. Apps are coming, baby. This thing's going to be sick. A man uh, yesterday uh, told me if I buy a car, I must buy one with a pussy magnet. He means a, a car that women will like. Yes, but where you keep this magnet? No, there's no is... magnet. No, it's just it's, he means the vehicle. Women love the Hummers. Do this have a pussy magnet? No. The vehicle itself will be a magnet. If I give you good price, will you please put in pussy magnet? <laughs> I love it. 
this guy? Oh, the best. God, that's just like Borat. One of the many Ali G characters, Borat, uh, who's, who's the other? Bruno. Bruno, I mean, pretty much the, the old series and <laughs> even the new, the new series, it's just, uh, it's just pretty much genius. I, I can't believe how funny Ali G is. All right, Julius Thomas is the eighth. I love that you call him Ali G because that, that's a character. But it is, yeah, it was like the Ali G it show. It was the Ali G show. And then he had the sub-characters. Right. Me and my dad used to sit around. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Watch that stuff and it's just like. Ugh, the BLTs. Why is everyone Warrens over BLTs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hungry now. Julius Thomas. Yeah, BLTs make me hungry too. So tight end eight for ADP at the position. I think we talked earlier. I kind of like it. I think it feels a little bit right to me. I, I think Bortles and him could have, have some success. Wouldn't you say, I think that in the overall fantasy community... Has gotten smarter, right? We we see a guy who was amazing with Peyton Manning and the system that he was there in Denver. He goes to Jacksonville with a second-year quarterback and all these other young guys around him. And instead of everyone just assuming that that what they did there was going to you know carry over here, people are going, no, don't believe it. I know there's going to be a regression. You can, this is not Peyton Manning. You're going from 46 touchdowns on, uh, thrown on the year to 12 touchdowns thrown on the year. Or whatever it was. Okay, I even I project him up to twenty-two touchdowns. How many are you getting? Six, seven, you know. So I think that this is one of those very smart market adjustments. I think he's a, he, he's a, again he's a Riley Reed uh, because it's a small bust. It's it's you're not really risking much right now at the eighth tight end. You're really not risking much at all. Well, we can't only we can't make it seem like there's only one small busted. Uh, Go ahead, driver. tell me some other ones. It's cause... Tegan Priestley pre boob job. Well, you can almost go all of them pre boob job because they all <laughs> pretty much have boob jobs. This Pro is true. <laughs> We're talking about big busts, so yes, that's that's the way that's the way we could. Uh, never mind. Uh, go. <laughs> Look, this is this is little Lupe uh, before boob job. <laughs> go on. What are you gonna say? Me. No, you. Uh, I was going to say something? Uh, <laughs> you are now. <laughs> Put him on the spot. <laughs> Open mouth, say words. Julius, Teal. I mean, I like him at tight end eight. I, I, he's just not a guy who's going to be on my team. Uh, I think he can have 600 yards, you know, maybe 800 tops if they start feeding him the ball. I just don't really see that happening. He was, you know, very, very touchdown dependent previously. But uh, certain things, you know, he doesn't throw it to the ball. He doesn't have to throw the ball to the tight end a lot. Uh, So I can't find a reason to, like, jump out there and love Julius Thomas. Like, hey, I love, but then I can't find anybody to put over him either. It's like, it's like, yeah, maybe, not really, Jordan Cameron. I think that's it. I think that's the way I feel, too. It's like, do I love the guy? No. But is there something I love more? It's, it's it's like love the woman yeah, you love, dude, I was just about to there say that. Go. We need to do a viral podcast. You can't be. We, if you can't be the one you love, you gotta be with the one you you're with. Oh uh, god, we give a shout out. Mo's videos are amazing. Pyromaniac Mo is doing a bunch of videos. This instance, the story we're talking about right now is actually a podcast. The old school man. Old this was school awesome. Man. This was oh awesome. I love it. Great I was that loved guy. it. We're, we'll be having the, if we got to spend money to have him on the show more often, we're going to do it because this guy is epic. 
Uh, friggin', the guy's name is uh, David T. Thomas, and there's a there's a podcast, and we're gonna start we're gonna start exporting Mo's video interviews as podcasts, uh, just so we have more stuff going up there, and you know it's awesome. But that listen to that last podcast uh, from uh, Buzzsprout, or you can see it on Pyromaniac.com. It's the interview with uh, J- uh, J- Atlas. Yes, uh, on the cover, Charles Atlas, John Atlas. Uh, that's his little like, brother. That's I had his little like brother fifth grade with John Atlas. How did I pull his name out of my butt? Uh, <laughs> but this guy is unbelievable. He's a scout for the NFL. And Mo, your videos and what you're doing there are awesome. That is a gem. David T will be back on the show. Holy crap! Listen to that podcast, people. It is hilarious. I mean, nobody threw it to the tight end. Uh, one team threw it to the tight end less than. Uh, the Jaguars, uh, percentage-wise, and that was the Atlanta Falcons, and I would too if I had Levi. Toy la 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 la. But uh, 73 total targets went to the tight ends last season in Jacksonville as a group. Well, but that was what, Mercedes Lewis and still rookie you, tight end. No, no, but when remember you, but, rookie but, rookie quarterbacks relying on the tight no, ends no, and all I that jazz. All that jazz, but he also had he had decent wide receivers there. Uh, you know, you, you, yeah, all eight of them. I understand, but that's where that's where he had more talent at, and so they went out and they spent the money on Julius Thomas. So he was a rookie. I don't buy into. I'm not worrying about what the percentage was that he threw the tight end. He threw to the guys that were the better playmakers. Now he's got another playmaker in the middle of the field. So I, I see that I see that target number going up. Let's go to Tory Smith. 34 ADP at the wide receiver position. Obviously now he's on the 49ers. Let's just do quickly. I'm not owning saying say anything about it. I'm not touching that with the ten foot pole. I think they should have kept Crabtree. Oh, uh, let me just put this way. And I'm, I'm a fan. A, I was a dynasty owner. I traded. I got him in a trade last year for a bundle for Jordan Cameron. I got Terrence Williams. I got him, and I got a draft pick. And I was excited with the way that Torrey Smith was finally starting. You know, scoring all the touchdowns. The chemistry with being with Joe Flacco for all this time, and he. San Francisco, you know how I feel about San Francisco, so this is not good. I like him. At wide receiver 34. If nobody else is going to touch a guy and eventually he just falls into my lap at wide receiver like 40, and he's my fourth option, and he's got ability to hit close to 1,000 yards and also the ability to score. Are you, you talking, about, are you talking about the girl version of the strip club last, See, but, but I, last week? The girl that like, no one's going after and she falls in my lap and says, what's up, sweetie? But see, but that's not what Tory Smith is. Those Values. Days. <laughs> yeah, okay. like, like, if you're, if everyone else here is charging twenty bucks to dance, you're in at fifteen. But hold, here's the problem. Yes. We're gonna have a fun night. Hold on, though. I, I got, I got an issue here, though, because the the, 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 the situation when, you, when a guy's thirty four, he's not gonna be your wide receiver three or wide receiver four. He's potentially somebody's wide receiver two. Wait, he's not thirty four. He said 34, 34th wide receiver. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry. I thought you were talking I, about years. So hold on. How do you divide this? I divide it this way because there are teams who are drafting two running backs first. There are people who are going for quarterback, whatever, first. And there are people who go two wide receivers. There are people who get two number one wide receivers on their team. And there are other people who are waiting for numbers. Uh, they're not, wide receiver one is a wide receiver ranked 20-something. Yeah. Their wide receiver two is a wide receiver 30-something. So Torrey Smith on someone's team is potentially a wide receiver two. If you're waiting and, and drafting those other positions... This is where I'm saying I don't like that. No if problem. he becomes your wide receiver four, but if that means that you drafted two wide receivers early, I just I, I think it's a reach for him. For I don't him. see how a team that would be able to be 
very effective, effective would be able to have Torrey Smith as their fourth wide receiver. The numbers don't add up, really. I got him as in the ninth round of the Pyro draft, and my team is Eddie Lacy, Antonio Brown, Randall Cobb, Lamar Miller, Isaiah Crowell, Tom Brady, Brandon LaFell, Martellus Bennett, and Torrey Smith. No, it's and I like that team. A lot. Yeah. No, it's all, if you're getting them that late, it's awesome. It, but if, if the ADP is and how long ago did we do that now, draft? Yeah, it, no, but, it, but it, good. So, so we moved down, right? Because there's rookies in there now. Well, potentially, right? Well, we'll see. You know, this is the whole thing. This is why you do. Mark, you have to know. We're looking at ADP. Well, where's okay. Smith's ADP? His ADP overall? right now. Where's his overall right now? Like 100, That's more 101, important. I think, is what it is, right? 101 or 102. Corey Smith, you want ADP? Oh, hello. Oh, it's 101 or 102. What is it? So 101. There you go. So, in a so this is like where, league, where we're talking like about like Mike Wallace nice being 99. This is where you're talking. This is the same guy as Mike Wallace. This is this is where the conversation has to yep, be. Yep, yep. And so I don't like either of those guys, especially if they're going to be wide receiver twos on my team. Yeah, I don't like him as twos, but I like him as threes. And I like all my nines as nines. Is it a st- is that a, is that a stag party nine or oh, his a nines Tom nines. Brady nine? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't afford a Tom Brady nine. <laughs> <laughs> they, she can't afford you. I'll take a Tom Brady six, thank you. <laughs> oh my god, I'll take a Tom Brady zero. <laughs> really slumming it now. <laughs> Seriously, I actually did date a girl that Tom Brady while married was hitting on and. Uh, she told me all about it. She was hot. <laughs> and turned Tom Brady down. Can we talk about one of my... That's what she told me. That's what she said. <laughs> Catching on with the young guy lingo now. Here's one guy we I don't know if we talked about enough. Just before set. Because I think he's one of the bigger, bigger busts potentially in this league. This Go season. for it. I mean, he finished last season as, what, the eighth overall running back? And he's being drafted... You know, right in the running back 15 range. So people are tampering their expectations a little bit. But Kubiak system's gone, and some things are just not going to play. Everybody's like, he's going to get all the, the receptions like Matt Forte did last season. And I keep saying, really? You know, why? Because was, you know, Forsett great receiver last year? Or, you know, a great receiver in his career? No, but he's been adequate third down back. No, no. Here, let's, 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 let's paint the picture. Uh, here's his career. 41 receptions, 33, 23. Uh, I'll skip. Oh, no, yeah. Well, in, in, a, in a year with 16 games, three uh, receptions. Uh, 15 and 44. So maybe he gets 50 catches. Maybe he gets 60 catches tops. But he's not going to boost his value to the fact where it's going to make up from either lost rushing attempts and the fact is, is this guy going to be completely healthy? Can you count on that from Justin Forsett? No. A 30-year-old running back who's been on more teams than, I don't know, Houdini. Well, four teams in the last four years. I wish I'd been on that many teams. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't drafted. So, <laughs> the thing with him is that he had... I look, okay, you go to Gary Kubiak's offense. What did I say earlier? Gary Kubiak likes to give the feature back. He had 235 carries. I think he barely had just over that, you know, maybe a, a, you know, almost 300 carries total in his whole career before that. And he averaged 5.4 yards a carry. 
Now you're going to go to a Mark Trestman offense, who they're saying they're going to run the Gary Kubiak style. But Mark Trestman can't help himself. He has to throw the ball. And Justin Forsett was much more effective on the ground. Um, and he's not going to get those carries. The 235, he'll be lucky to get 200 carries. Here's the thing. Forsett almost averaged more yards per carry rushing than he did yards per reception last season. Yeah, six yards per reception. 5.4 yards per uh, carry. So, I don't love him at all. And it's like, if I end up with him on my team, I'm just not happy. And I, I, I love Buck Allen. Let's just say, you know, David T. Thomas draft profile. Uh, Mo posted it on Twitter. We retweeted it. I thought it was one of the best things. The only player in the nation with 12 games of 100 plus yards from scrimmage, rushing and receiving in 2014. And he's averaged five yards a carry in his career. He's a great receiver with 41 catches last season, 458 yards in a pro style offense. You know, he's his rushing total last season was uh, the second best in USC. His nine 100 yard games were the most since Marcus Allen in 1981. Okay. This guy is legit and was sort of miscast at USC and didn't really get playing time until last year. And we know that Dog likes this guy. Dog likes this guy. I like this guy. And I I like him too. And I'd much rather have Buck Allen at his draft position than consider drafting Justin Forsett. Because I feel like if I draft Justin Forsett and you know I do what he think he's gonna do and maybe ends up as running back, you know twenty five or thirty, I'm gonna be I'm just gonna be depressed. It's like how did I talk myself into that shit? I'll tell you how. With a too few too many bad birdies. Eventually, I persuaded Azamat that we would travel to California and make our reportings along the way. He insists we not fly in case the Jews repeated their attack of 9-11. That's right. Bringing back the attack. <laughs> who's, who's next? I mean, there's a couple of guys we could talk about. One of them who I sort of disagree with you guys on is DeMarco Murray. I think he's a small bust. I don't know. And bust at all? I'm with you because I think I I don't know. I think I have him higher in my tiers. Yeah, you have him higher in your tiers than anybody else. So don't 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 tell me that 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 it's. uh, And I I keep trying to find reasons to move him down because everybody says like you're too high on Demarco Murray. You're too high on Demarco Murray. You're too high on Demarco Murray. And I'm like. But why am I trying to work over Here's why I don't believe he's a bust, okay? You go in spray tans. Yeah, well, hey, you, you got to be orange like the da coach. Um, you, you look at the Philadelphia offense, and, you know, I understand that, uh, you know, M- McCoy didn't have the great year last year, but you don't go and sign a guy like Murray unless you think that he fits exactly what you're trying to do. And Chip Kelly is... He's the evil mastermind, okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm, at this point in time, based on what I've seen what he did to Deshaun Jackson's career, based on what I saw what he did to Jeremy Macklin's career, this is a guy who has just made guys become so much better offensive threats on that side of the ball that there's no reason for me to say that if you're going to go, and, it, and he saw him play against him twice last year, uh, you know, last two years, right, being in the division, he knows who DeMarco Murray is, and he's like, I like DeMarco Murray. I think this fits my scheme. This is the type of running back I want. 
So, no, I'm not buying into the bus thing. I know that DeMarco Murray had a ton of touches last year, but he also ran behind the best offensive line and didn't take the ridiculous amount of hits that he could have taken. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think he's still running behind a great run-blocking offensive line. They might not be as good pass-blocking as, you know, the Cowboys were, but how does that affect DeMarco Murray? You know, they're going to give him the rock. You know, if he gets 65 to 75, you know, percent of the carries, he's going to be doing well. They run so many plays that he's just going to get the rock enough uh, to be effective. And his yards per carry numbers have gone up in his career, uh, and they've been over five. So you know he has the ability to average over five yards of carry, and he can catch it. He can do everything you want. So you're looking at... Would I rather have him or LaShawn McCoy? I'm coming down to DeMarco Murray all day. Now, let's say Sam Radford, a man who gets hurt very easily. If he gets hurt, does that help Murray? And Murray stays healthy, obviously. Does that help Murray or hurt Murray? Neither. Is, is San, so Sanchez is under center? You think They ran San- just as well with Sanchez as they did with Foles. I mean, if that's the real comparison, but... I think, I think Brad, Bradford healthy is better than the Foles healthy, yeah. though. Yeah, and, but, and, but you know what? Sanchez is just... He's effective, you know what? But it's still good for Murray because if Sanchez is there, you're going to lead more on Murray. You're going to be the running attack first. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, that's I think they're running attack first this anyway, season. Anyway, I, 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 I almost think it kind of helps him because Sanchez has been there. They do have the weapons at the receiver positions. Where just putting that out there, Bradford has is friggin' Mr. Glass. I mean, let's be honest. You wanna know who's Mr. Grass? I mean beer? Bell-Berry. I mean I arrived in America's airport with clothing, US dollars, and a jar of gypsy tears to protect me from AIDS. Gypsy tears. Okay, so protect going back to AIDS. Here's a, here's a pretty decent one. I'm going to try and not butcher this last name because holy crap. Al Rindlissisbacher. I think, I think you may have... Let me, let me see. Rindlissisbacher. That's fine. We're Since going. Odell Beckham Jr. was just named the Rindlissbacher. cover... Rindlissbacher. Rindlissbacher. All right. Okay. Since ODB was just named... You're welcome, uh, buddy. Excuse me, I'm trying to ask a question. I'm, I'm thanking him for getting his name right. <laughs> uh, since Odell Beckham Jr. has just been named the Madden 16 cover, will he overcome the Madden curse? So, will ODB be a bust in a sort of way? Let's name some other guys that have been bust. I we did think, this. It was ugly. Vince Young. Yeah, Vince Young was, 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 was back in 2008. Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis was the cover man. Who's still in the league somehow. Or did they actually finally cut Cole it? Pepper was on it and then started really sucking. Back in like 04. Cole Pepper was 2002. CJ2K? Ray Lewis. Uh, Sean Alexander was a big one after that uh, big, big season he had. Uh, yeah, Sean Alexander in 07. Uh, Vic, Vic in 04. Palomalu versus. Uh, Eddie George. Uh, no, Larry Fitzgerald. That's an old one, yeah, 2001. Mm-hmm. All these guys have sort of failed a little bit. But I, I don't think ODB is the type of guy. But the thing is, we got to talk about where ODB is being drafted yeah, right now. Yeah, let's talk about it right now. Because 
He's being drafted as player what, 11? 11, 11 overall. Wide receiver three. 3. He's wide receiver 3 at ADP. And 11th overall. That means who? in a lot of leagues, most leagues, 12, he's a first rounder. And that's awesome, but t- you guys talk about it. We had a great pre-production conversation about it. you got to love this guy to draft him. And, 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 and you got to love him. Yeah, especially at that point. No, but in any league, this is where he's going. This is all the guys. Anytime you have the guys that are jumping way up from being an unknown the year before to being this elite, or guys that are going to, you know, or guys that people are projecting as a third round or something that other people are as a fifth round, the people who are going to take him are the people that love him, that are just said, I am bought in. And I'll guarantee you, the reason why he's getting drafted this high. Is all of those people? What did we? What did, what did we say it was? What was the percentage at the end of last year? Twenty-five percent. I thought it was forty-one percent that were in the championship game yeah. with Odell. Twenty-five percent of the people who won championships had ODB. Right, but my I, leagues were. I think it was like almost fifty percent of the people that were in championship games. Yeah. Had ODB. On their in my roster. league, it was three for three. Three leagues, three champions, all ODB on the team. Did all of those guys are reaching for him in the first round. Like, I want him again. I loved what I had. I want to experience it again. It, you know, it's it's a first round situation, but what makes it interesting for him is that you're going to have to want him. But at the same time, how many people of us are sitting here going, "Okay, it's the end of the first round. It's time to draft wide receivers." Yeah, I'm going. You're I'm, going Julio Jones. Yeah, I'm going Julio Jones too. The I'm going is, Des Bryant. The I'm, thing is, the two wide receivers being drafted. I think both of those guys might be done in the first round. Where you, you, you they could be. I might have to. I might so have to. At the take, end, you might have to yeah. take ODB. Yeah, and it's a risk. Here's the, the two guys going before him. It's Antonio Brown and Des Bryant in current average draft position. So he's the third wide receiver. So going ahead of Jordy Nelson, who finished two last season, hip surgery concerns. Uh, going ahead of Julio Jones, uh, going ahead of other guys, Demarius Thomas, who I have ranked as my well, I've top, ranked as my number one, yeah. as my top receiver. Uh, so all those kind of things go oh, in, 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 go into it, and I I don't love him at eleven. Do I love him at twenty? Absolutely. Do I love him at? There's not one 18? league in the world where ODB. There's not one. We won't go twenty. <laughs> I drafted him 20. twenty in our draft. What are you guys talking about? That was that was before all the. It's, it's just different. It's, it's he's just changed. right. How did he rise when nothing happened for you guys? Also, because part of the thing with our draft stacks, remember, all of us are drafting two teams. So if if we're if we're where we were at that point in time on ODB, we liked them, but we're we're still you know so. You think you think you're gonna be in a league this year? No, ODB, I don't think okay, so. Okay, okay, okay. okay that's, 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 that's the question. Okay, okay. You just said there's not a league in the world. But that's not a league. That's it's a mock draft. It's a mock draft. <laughs> Thank you. I All think right, there's I a want... chance he could be available at twenty. Yes. If he is, fuck then then give it. I like him a lot. Move me up. Those are those. Those, those are those. Those are those league adjustments where you're in that league and you're going, how did I get in a league with this many morons? Odell Beckham Jr., thank you I, very much. I think all the people in that mock didn't have ODB on their team winning championship last year. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Because the guy that did is like, it's going to be like the fifth pick. And he's like, ODB. ODB. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen in a lot of leagues. He's yeah. going to be a high, high pick. With I would your rather have ODB Brown, than a lot of players. There are people some. that have that and more so for ODB. And would you, here's a question, here's a question for both of you guys. Antonio Brown obviously had a great season. Most consistent, epic wide receiver in fantasy football right now. 
But are you going to take an Antonio Brown over an ODB? Any day of the week. You are? I'm oh, God. You know I'm what? It, it, here's the thing. Right now. You are? You are? Any here. day of the week. Okay. I have Antonio Brown now as my four, and I think I got um, ODB as my five. I do. And which, okay. Which, no, no, no. See, which I, could I change no, 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 which could change for me because because I look at Od- I look at Antonio Brown and I know everything that he's done and I appreciate it. I think that he's One I appreciate him more as a wide receiver because I think he has to work harder than a lot of other guys does yeah. do and I think that ODB though I, that's why I look at Antonio and I can't elevate him over the, the top three guys that I have which are Demarius Des and Julio and I think Odell is definitely more part of that group. And maybe by the time this is all said and done, Odell becomes my four. But it's 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 only because I look at Antonio and I say, he just don't have that look of a it's not of a Jerry this, Rice of, of, of a Michael Irvin of, of this. Let me make one quick pyro promo. Go to Facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. Check out our cover picture. We just got a new graphic out this week for Antonio Brown. It's the sickest graphic. It is awesome. They're all sick, but this one's so sick, it's ridiculous. Join us there. Like that. Give us a shout-out. That thing's going to be on T-shirts, sublimation T-shirts. We're going to be putting that on posters. We're going to be putting that across a bunch of stuff over the coming month. Um, we're going to really up our game on, on, on the merchandise stuff and getting more of these graphics. you got to check out this graphic. One thing I'm going to, I'm going to say to you before you go is... Uh, not before you... We're not going anywhere. we still got more players. But you're saying that you're going to take Antonio Brown in the first round. Any day of the week at the end of the first round. Right. I mean, I don't know if I have to take him there because everybody's pushing ODB up ahead of him. So I'm going to get him in the early second round? Think, yes, please. I, I pretty much play solely in PPR leagues. So, yeah, if you're going to push... Okay, can we stand ODB and Antonio Brown right next to each other? Like, do this, well, do this in your mind. I, I don't play in PPR leagues, which is... A detriment to when I'm talking about him. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about size things. Do this in your mind. Oh, okay. Same size player. Okay, but do this in your mind. ODB, Antonio Brown. (laughs) Same. What I'm doing, folks, is ODB. I'm I'm reaching back with one arm extended like 150 feet behind me. The catch. And Antonio Brown, I got two hands together making a great catch. ODB is six. I like hearing the. And, and, and so is Antonio Brown. I like right. hearing him say that you would take him in a 12-man league in the first round. That's awesome. There's no reason not to. He is Second awesome. greatest PPR season ever yeah. for a wide but, receiver. Okay, but now, because we haven't been talking about PPR, non-PPR. He's still ahead of ODB. Okay. Clearly. I, They're okay. the same size player. I don't know why I'm Antonio not, I'm Brown... Not talking about, I'm not a big size guy like him. I'm a, play, I'm a football player kind of guy. Yeah, but the thing is, we always put... It just turns out this way that Darius, Dez, and Julio always end up at the top three of our tiers, and the reason that is because of size, and they can catch touchdowns. Not for me. You don't think that's because of size? You don't think it's because of their ability to catch touchdowns? I do not base. I go by touchdowns touchdowns and hundred yard game potential. He's the biggest. He's who do you? I am the size guy. Yeah, so that's my clear. You made great points again and again based on that, and I've become more of a. A believer in your your thought process. It's so. safer. It's it's a safer way to go. Yeah, it's hard to rank these smaller guys as the number one because can ODB catch sixteen plus touchdowns? Like you know, a Des Bryant can. Right. Like a Demarius can. Like we think Julio can. Can he? That is the real question. And you just 
I'm going back and I'm thinking, am I taking Antonio Brown or am I taking ODB? It is very, very close, but I'm taking Antonio Brown over ODB any day of the week. And the thing is, I, I'm not even going to be mad if I do it. Uh, I'm just not going to buy into the hype. Guys, remember, it all comes down to who's the better quarterback. Who's the better quarterback? Eli well, I, or uh, Ben, ben Roethlisberger? I like, we like both of them this year. Who, I, who, who is? I don't know. Who is? Who I like Ben better. better. I like Ben better. But Ben's always been the better quarterback. I mean, system fit this season, strength of schedule. But I love Eli this year with the And all that little minutia. Yeah. Ben's always been a better statistical quarterback than Eli Manning. I don't know if that's true. We'll look it up in one second. After we don't I... have to. We don't have to. It's not, it's not always. Eli's had seasons where he's finished better than Ben, and vice versa. They both won two Super Bowls. They're very comparable. I, I don't think you can. They're both very good quarterbacks. Across yeah. my Quarter... Furberger is a better quarterback, fantasy or better offensive NFL. line this season. Pittsburgh, like undoubtedly, better supporting cast around the players. Antonio Brown. But didn't didn't the Giants take a lot of offensive linemen this year to help? Secure that in they the draft. They took one offensive lineman, Eric Flowers, at number nine. And the Giants right. still have a lot of talent on that team as well. So I mean, but I still think no. You do know, you think the I, Steelers I look, are I, the best yes, offense in the league? Of course I okay, do. Then. You know me. I've been saying all along this it, is a juggernaut of an offense. Is the so Giants right? is the Giants second or third? No, but fantasy it, points. No, top five maybe five or six. Yeah, and you think so? You think so, Steelers I mean, are one, and maybe they're five. Yeah, I think. The Steelers I are one. Straight the schedule on these I, guys. I think the Steelers are one, and I think Denver's up there, and Green Bay's up there. You know, that's already three. I think that are ahead. Strength the schedule. Giants are tied for the fifth. Okay, easiest, easiest schedule. And Pittsburgh has thirty-two. And Pittsburgh has the hardest. So now that kind of takes where, where, where all those things. And has the up. hardest for quarterbacks. Yeah, right. Which so, doesn't always matter. Doesn't mean quarter on this right. list. Quarterbacks and wide receiver at each positions. Uh, you know, audited individually. So Roethlisberger is the hardest one, and who and Eli has the Fifth fourth easiest. easiest. Fourth. Fourth easiest. Fourth easiest. Huh. So these are big. These are big things. Hey, I I'm not too worried about numbers like this on either Eli or Roethlisberger or either of these wide receivers. To be honest, I think they're elite talents. What what I think what I think that uh, the, the the Giants have is a lot of great wide receivers. If Cruz comes back and you got Randall, that's amazing. Obviously, what Brown has is the best running back in the game. When he's playing, Brown having having a ball there or a bell is is going to you gotta you gotta take care of that as a defense. That's why Brown's able to do so much damage. These guys are both going to be awesome. I'm nervous to take both of them. Doesn't mean I wouldn't. Late first round, oh, early we'll second round. Pick like a, yeah. No, not not together. I'm just saying both of them are going there. They're going no, to the no, late first, but, 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 but I would I would be willing to have those if, guys. If you're, if you've you always team, been that wide yeah. receiver, wide receiver guy. It would be a so great you're time. At the, you're on the wrap route, Antonio and Odie. You kind of are getting you're kind of getting the the veteran the, with the with the youth. You're getting you're getting a mixture of, of, of the consistent with the consistency with, with all right. amazing. You're right, that's a great. Oh, I I think I'm feeling blood in my penis. <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> I, I know why. On a Sunday, I arrived in Washington. I, there was a parade. I make uh, two friends from this parade. Um, I invite them back to my hotel room. Uh, we drink like a normal in a Kazakhstan. We wrestle like a normal in a Kazakhstan. 
then they say, I uh, wash you in a shower, and he wash me in a shower. Yeah, it sounds like the, you met somebody who is from what is called in America the gay community. What did it mean uh, gay? This word, uh, homosexual. Gay. Uh, homosexual? You mean, uh, are you telling me the man who tried to put a uh, rubber fist in my nose was a uh, homosexual? <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. Uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty, pretty, pretty gay right now. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, all right, Devontae Parker, Tavin Coleman, Stags. Who's Devonta, your guy this year? You mean Devonta Freeman? Who did I say? Parker? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been saying. I've been, Ooh, you are Devonta, high on Devonta Parker this year. Uh, right yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, super high on I'm, all I'm the rookies. rookies. Yeah, you, you are. You want to know one of the reasons why I'm really high on the most? Is that David T. Thomas, who's a scout, his favorite guy. That's one of my reasons. He's like, that's my favorite guy. I love Tannehill. I loved Wallace last year. They still have a pretty favorable schedule. This guy's a lot better than Wallace. I like him. I mean, I, I don't want to take other people's information too much, but I remember watching him a year ago before he had that injury. That guy, him and Bridgewater, what, and I, I don't watch enough college football, but I watch this, you know, the, the highlights. Well, of that they were, talking they were always there like, this fucking guy's going to be unbelievable. And they're talking he's he can run all the different routes, too. So he's not and just... And he can high point the football yeah. and catch jump balls. And all. I, I just... I think there's a lot of 11? Do you have him at 11 right now? No. I don't mind. No, you don't. Not but I have my... I, like I 18. Think, but I have... I have high. He I, has a rookie at 11, though. I have Kevin. I, I'm loving him. I'm he, loving my boy Kevin. He's got Kevin White at 11. Well, I have I'll tell you this. Alshon Jeffrey. I will, it's it's oh. interesting. He, this, he's a wait and see. He's a I, 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 I think that D-Rex will, will calm down off that and realize it's not 11 is a little bit high, but... There's no one above him that I want more. I think it's going it's to be, it's going to be clear when you see these two with what their skill sets are and their sizes and everything else. Elshon and, and Kevin White. Kevin White's going to be the better receiver, and there's no doubt about that. Marshall hasn't talked to Cutler. Cutler is going to show Marshall firsthand what how much he's made him. Like, yeah, how are you doing over there in Jetstown? And Kevin White is going to be lighting it up. I think the Bears are going to make a point. Of making this Kevin White thing be a real, real progression and a real momentum driver for the new Bears and regime. Think about Adam Gase, right? What did, did, did Denver like to throw the ball deep? And who was? And, and they used a lot of time. They used both guys, right? Yeah. They would use Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. But you look at a guy who's got Kevin White's four three speed, with the size and everything else, and you have a guy. Who where Peyton had his accurate but 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 aging arm, Cutler does have a cannon. So if they if that, this could finally be the guy that he can throw the ball deep to that he can run underneath it. I love it. This, we're at the two hour and thirty seven minute mark. We tangented as we do when we go on. We basically do we do the Hobbit of fantasy football podcast every podcast, which is awesome. But let's go back to the point at hand. Devonte Freeman or Tevon Coleman. Tevin? Tevin. 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 Can, can we go back to Dog last week and me talking about how much we hate Tevin Coleman? Because you guys are the only people I'm reading about that hate him that much. Just so you know. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What, what did we say last week? Uh, the first time he breaks a tackle in the NFL will be the first time he breaks a tackle since high school. Hello. Thank you to speak me. <laughs> he, he's all... Pure speed. 
No real cutback moves, no break tackle, no break tackle at all. He's, he just doesn't have that ability. And in that zone blocking scene, they say the most important thing is to put your foot in the ground and get upfield. Yes, he can do that, but I don't think that offensive line is good enough to give him decent enough holes to get through. I think he'd need to break an arm tackle to break those long runs, which he was used to breaking. Like, But he's a big body. He, being able to... He's a bigger guy. He's 198 pounds. How tall is he? Six foot. Ten. Six foot two ten. Freeman. He's two six ten. foot two ten. What's Freeman? Uh, five ten two five nine two oh six. He's got an NFL body. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he's been great so far at Indiana, being able to do shed oh, yeah, attack 2000, or whatever. He had two thousand yards. But the, it, it was was CJ two K good at, 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 at taking a, a hit, at shedding. See? There's a lot of players that have that epic speed that can be successful in fantasy football and for teams. And he's not a small guy. And let's also understand this. I don't think he had the greatest offensive line in Indiana. Yeah. I mean, please talk go, about Big please, Ten teams. He's an elite athlete. Please go and watch Tevin Coleman's highlight tape and see if there's anything else besides him running around the outside and just outrunning anybody. When, when you guys find something, send it to me. because And this is a highlight tape where you're supposed to be making, what? you know, highlight level plays. So, this guy has no break tackle. I just don't trust. What have you seen out of Devonta Freeman? Yeah, I, I've that, seen nothing out of that, that, that guy. That, 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 that counteracts. That guy, that, that Devonta guy. Freeman played in a zone blocking scheme at FSU and broke a ton of tackles. He was the best running back out of the last... I think they've had like four running backs drafted in the last two drafts. What did you see last year? What did you see last year Play for the Falcons that made you say, I like what I see in this guy. The ability to catch the ball. Okay, there's nothing as a running back. The ability to... As a runner, as a, as a lone runner, as, as, as going to be the lead guy. Lone I runner. I, I love that Apple 2C game. I don't that think, was one of my favorites. I don't think you either of them are lone <laughs> I don't think either of them are lone runners. It was a broader run game. I think they're... If you know broader run and lone runner listeners, you're the shit. And I, you're old. I, I think they're maybe one of them. You never know Homestar Runner? Oh, that was like no. That's like a uh, home star runner with uh, strong bad, and uh, it's like it was like this computer thing. Okay, uh, no, it's, it's like a it's, it's cartoon type guys. It's, it's hilarious. All right, sorry to interrupt you. Nope. No, I'm no, sorry. No, no big deal. I'm sorry. To no big deal. You. Don't worry about it. I think they're both one and one a. I think they they'll have to end up splitting carries down the middle because I don't think either of them can actually handle the load on their own. I just think that Tevin Coleman has much more upside than Devonta Freeman. I saw what Devonta oh, Freeman has. There's no reason why that, that's the reason why they went in the ninth pick in the third round and grabbed Tevin Coleman. We'll see. It's a good guy to keep. It's that's a great backfield to keep your eye on because that team is proven. Draft they, one. They need. They need really bad. Tevin Coleman's going to be the higher one, but I'm going to tell you what. See, that's an interesting thing. It's who do you think is going to win the job? I don't care about who the lower pick is. It's who's going to win the job. I, I, I'm not. We know they need a running back. They need running back play. It's been a garbage situation for him. If for you're the last going into years. this situation, here's why Tevin Coleman's a better fantasy pick, and here's exactly why: you're not drafting either of these guys to start for your team. Yeah. So they're drafting his backup. Who's got a higher ceiling? It's Tevin Coleman. I, I, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. All right, we got one more dude here. I think we we pretty much plowed through a lot of guys. This is friggin' fantastic. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about Antonio Gates. He's his ADP at the tight end position right now is seven. He's which which isn't 
terrible. If you're willing to take another tight end that you think is going to have a better second half of the season. But he's he's going right now 72 overall. I have a, I cannot believe that Antonio Gates is worth a top 75 pick in fantasy football. What are your thoughts, Stags? Well, he finished the tight end too, so people were probably drafting him off you know, last year's numbers where he scored, what, 12 touchdowns? Tied for the league, uh, tied for what second most, tied for the second most among tight ends. Uh, so you can't really fault him for you know what he's done uh, in the past. And people are just they're expecting regression because it was all touchdowns and the yards weren't there. And then also he was you know boom or bust, and the yards were there at the beginning of the season. Then they really tapered off at the end. So you got to think. Why people are drafting. I mean, at this point, after about tight end five, you're just trying to pick one who could finish high. And I guess Antonio Gates can do that. I'm just not trusting the fact that he'll be able to put up anywhere near the touchdown numbers that he did last season. Absolutely. Touchdown dependency is huge. And he had a ton of it. And he's older. The yardage is not going to be... The thousand-yard seasons are gone. You know... This is another one of these guys that you're just kind of waiting on the wheels to fall off. So it's like when you're looking at him and saying, okay, he's number seven, That's I think that's kind of the high-end projection because, again, I can't count on all of those touchdowns being there. Plus, they had no running game last year. They had to throw the ball. You drafted Melvin Gordon. I think you expect to run the ball a little bit more than you did last year. That being the case, also, we still can't forget as much as he's been the ultimate disappointment, Ladarius Green is a talent. And eventually, skill and, and ability versus age and guile will take over. And <laughs> Bile or guile? Well, you might get bile if, uh, if, you, if you have... When you get it, when you get it all as Antonio Gates. Sometimes there's, there's bile in the bag. Bile in the bag. That's a nice name for a band. It's good. Or a fantasy football team. Romo Here's one thing I'll say about that team that I've been reading up a little bit about. Stevie Johnson. Um, now is, is there is you know Royals gone. Keenan Allen had a, had a bad off year, but them Stevie Johnson. They went with him over a Krabby Patty. I think it. I think it's it, he. He might have a, he might have a good year for him. Overall, we know what's going to happen. Gates is going to have a great first six weeks. So what happens. This well, is what happens every year. Gates is going to be sweet through the first six. You're probably not going to be able to trade him or anything, but just have another back court, uh, tight end. If you if you go Gates, it's pretty high. You're going to have to go for him, but if you have Gates, get another tight end that you think is going to close out the season. And not only that, forget about that. It, this it, happens every year. Well, it, look, we've already discussed, when we look at the tight ends, I think all of us are in agreement. Once you get past the top four, of of Graham Gronkowski uh, Olson and Kelsey, you know, pick and choose. So you know, I, there's no reason to jump on anybody because don't pick and choose. Wait and choose. Okay, well, well that's right. Okay, <laughs> wait, 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 pick correct. And you're right. You're, it's a better, better phraseology, better use of words. Because that's exactly what I'm saying. After those four guys, I'm not reaching for anybody. And after that, I'm filling out all my rosters, and I might even be drafting a backup running back and a backup uh, uh, t- uh, wide receiver before I'm grabbing that first tight end at that point in time. Especially knowing what, what how no one loves Absolutely. Kobe Fleener. Absolutely. I can't agree with you more. 
I love it. For the second it. time this We night. went through all the players, dudes. No, third time. Third time, third, third time. time. Yeah, that's right. We went through all the players. That's friggin' awesome. We didn't uh, get through all the questions on Facebook, but you know what? This is a long, good podcast. I liked our energy. I liked the input. We are not always agreeing with each other 100%, and that's the reason why this podcast teaches me so much. It's why I hope... I teach you guys a lot. I know individually we take each other's advice a lot. So hopefully you pyros are listening to this thing and, and learned a lot of new information. If you have any questions, hit us up with a second opinion on pyromaniac.com. Hit us up on Facebook, forward slash pyromaniac. Twitter.com, forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N. The number one AC. We love talking fantasy football with you there. Let's do it. Go grab us a... Uh, go grab us a... Uh, a subscription on iTunes and make sure you give us a five star review and give us a little bit of a uh, a five star rating and write us a review. Hook us up, Pyros. We love you, Stag Party. Nice work. You're the man. Uh, you know, Houdini. Thanks. I'm used to looking left. <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to looking left to see you. I'm like I almost called you Dog Houdini. Dog Houdini. Um. But, but, tell, tell them about the music, why don't you? Tame Impala. Australian band, awesome. Some great psych kind of rock. They're gonna, I'm seeing them on Friday. I got a big blowout Friday day, which is going to be awesome. I'm going to the Cubs game against the uh, Pirates. And then I'm going to go see a show at the Riviera. Good times, Tame Impala. I'll tell you one thing. Can we open with uh, Elephant? I'm, yeah, which one? Uh, elephant, and we're closing out with? Alter ego. Let's do it. Nice work, guys. Fantasy football goo from Pyro. We love you. Out.
if another of my wife die, it's okay, I bury her here.